is what I have instead of coffee. Welcome to Vox Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And I think we're kind of talking about like video games and some older games and then also upcoming games. Like I, w- I want to talk about like the massive stupid amount of games all like either coming out or like having massive updates or something like in the next like week or two. Well, let's let's start with that because we both I don't think we either one of us have been really focusing on any particular thing lately. We're just kind of looking ahead to the future and excited for some stuff that's coming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so the the number one thing that's kind of like a big deal right now, um at least it was yesterday, um was the Magic Legends launch. Um and that was a fucking hot mess. Um was it? Yeah, so they did this. Remember, I sent you a code for like one day early access to their early access. Yeah. So they did this thing where they gave like a thousand streamers like a hundred early access, early access keys. Um, and they just like were giving them away to people. And then, like, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to try it right now rather than like tomorrow. Um, so I went to a stream and I got, um, I didn't get a code there and I, I stayed for like 20 minutes and I eventually was just like, fuck it. I don't care if I don't even get a code. I can't watch this idiot. It was maybe one of the worst toxic streamers I've ever witnessed. Um, the first thing he does, which is against terms of service for Twitch, by the way, is, uh, he's letting people subscribe to get a code. So like oh, he, yeah. he's basically letting people, you know, pay for codes. Um and that's like super against their terms of service and like everybody on the stream except for like the 30 people that immediately subscribed to him were like uh we're reporting you. And he's like he's like no, they don't they don't have to sub, but you know, I'm going to give them one because they did. And I was like I was like I don't think you understand how that works then. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't think that that's really any different. Yeah. I, I don't think that helps. And he's like, well, I won't, I'll only give out codes to the first 30 people. And it's like, okay, so now you've got people subscribing, expecting a code because of what you said that are now not going to get a code either. I was like, wow. And this guy is just like, he was saying some wild shit. Um, but anyway, I was like, wow, this is terrible. I am immediately leaving this bullshit. Um, so I, I ended up getting a code from um, somebody that mostly that I just talked to on Twitter. I never watch their streams because it's so like sudden. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to stream. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm not home or whatever. And then when they do stream, they'll stream like 30 minutes or something. And I'm like, well, I'm all for like hour or two streams, like maybe minimum hour and a half to. Yeah. But, like, 30, 40 minutes, like, why'd you bother, man? Unless you're, like, making a clip or something. Um, but, yeah, it was just like, oh, man. I mean, I, I've had a few of those for various reasons. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens occasionally. But, like, if you look at their, like, stream history, it's, like, every single one. Yeah. See, and I try not to do hard. that. But I, I randomly will run into, like, well, I don't think I have anything going on for a while. I'm going to go ahead and stream. And then, like, as soon as I start streaming... Someone will hit me up and be like, oh, hey, yeah, let's go do that thing. And I'm like, 
all right, well, I guess I'll be back on later. Like, Yeah, I've, I've definitely had some things come up where it's like, well, most of the time when that happens, it's, oh, hey, I don't have any internet. Um, yeah, that's happened a few times, too. That's that's just unfortunate, because you can't even jump on and be like, hey, guys, sorry, didn't mean to run off like that and be a total asshole. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, like, I don't know, every, it seems like every time I try to stream like regularly it's like a weekly thing where my mom will call me and be like i need you to drop everything that you're doing and come do this thing somewhere suddenly and i'm like jesus really like is it is it that important and it's always something like i can't use my email (laughs) you know it's not like life or death or something i was like really couldn't figure that one out but whatever it's not a big deal it's not like i'm I, I don't rely on streaming for income. Um, I, I would like to, but also I don't know that I like streaming enough to do that. Like it kind of stresses me out a little bit. Um, just because like, I feel like I have to pay too much attention to the stream quality and everything's working and paying attention to chat and you know, the whole nine yards, all, all the See, stuff I... that you have to do. I don't mind it. And like, I can do it. But, like, sometimes I'm just not in the mood to deal with all that stuff. I mean, I guess I kind of am, but only because of the other shit that I have going on. Because I think for the most part, like, especially after doing that 24-hour stream, like, I'm pretty fine with doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to juggle that and doing everything else that I have going on has just become... It's terrible. Like, I if I knew I could just make the jump and, like, spend a couple of months building up my base and do streaming 8 to 10 hours a day minimum, um, I would do it. But I don't know that I could do that and reliably make money. So it's like, all right, well, it's hard to work a 40-hour-a-week job and have other responsibilities as an adult and then also try and stream. Like, I can yeah. see why people are like, yeah, I had to do this for, like, five or six years before I could do it full-time. Like, yeah, I bet. Yeah, honestly, most of the people um, that I watch at this point are either, like, huge full-time streamers or they're, like, um, they're partnered, but, like, an average of, like, 20 viewers. Like, they don't make enough money doing it. Um to the point where all of them still have jobs except for like maybe one or two. Um, I mean, I think um, I I watch mostly people that are in the same position as me because at this point I feel like whoever's popular is going to be popular for a while. And so I, I would rather just make friends with a, like a whole separate community that's coming up and sticking with it and hoping that that community just grows as a whole over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, I watch Kyle after dark because I just, out of I like most of the top streamers annoy me to no fucking end. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like Kyle after dark is just like, I, I like, I identify with him. I, like, I think it's because he's somebody we would hang out I want to be. Yeah. You like, know, I, I think we would hang out with him in real life. Like he's a real normal dude. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't get the like super, cheesy or markety or ridiculous he's just like yeah i'm just gonna play this game and check chat every once in a while and say hello and generally not be a well, dick like, and chill and i, I like, also yeah, like that like his only like thing that like is a a monetary drive to kind of like boost his 
donations a little bit and subscriptions is if you subscribe or donate, you get to like put points towards, Hey, what game am I going to play on Monday? So you, you know, you get something out of it, but it's not like you got to pay to be there or whatever. Um, you know, which, it's... which honestly is probably the least, uh, I, I don't know, skeevy way I've ever seen anyone handle like subscriptions and stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's great. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's like, like, that's like the one bigger streamer where I'm like, I don't mind. Like if I've got a few people in my room, I'll raid him and whatnot. Cause I'm just like, well, Hey, you know what? I support it used this. to be a much bigger streamer too, because it used to be a team. It started out with three people and then two people. And now it's just him. Um, no, he's part of a new team now. Well, I, I don't think in the way that I'm talking about, I was like, he's part of Team Relay or something, and they got. It looks like they have like nine people or something. I don't know. Well, that was his original thing because their channel used to be Video Game Relay, and they would do, oh, okay, yeah. they would do these like month long marathons where they would switch off between people. So while one was at work or sleeping, the other one would be streaming. So they do like fourteen hours, ten hours, you know, respectively. Um, and I really like the other guy too, but he, he kind of only streams art and super smash brothers now for the most part. Um, but I found them, you know, because they were doing monster hunter marathons and I really liked that, but they would have like thousands of people watching them and then they split up and Kyle moved, um, across the country to live with his girlfriend and it didn't work out and he moved back. Um, and like over the changes to the channel and like the name changing, I think, and like all that stuff, like, you know, he's one of those guys that I was talking about where it's like 20 average viewers, like sometimes 30, sometimes 10. Um, but like, I, I feel like he's slowly, um, slowly working his way back up though. Cause oh, yeah. like, yeah, sometimes when I look at it, it's still like in the teens or the low twenties. But more mm. frequently, I'm seeing it get closer to like 30 or 40 or something like that at a time. And I'm like, good, good. Well, let's, and let's his, channel, back up. his channel is like super built on like uh, Monster Hunter. Like a lot of their, all of their like emotes and branding and everything were all Monster Hunter stuff um, for years. So, you know, and they did like it was some ridiculous like two month long marathon where the stream went 24 seven for like two months. Um, and they, they picked up a big monster hunter viewership. So like I expect when that game comes out in a few days, um, you know, he'll probably have a lot more viewers again. Um, but I know he definitely got super burnt out on monster hunter too. So. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, so yeah, so new Monster Hunter coming out. I don't know much about it, but you've been well. So Magic Legends, though, we didn't finish talking about that. Oh yeah, we were we were talking about the disaster um, that was the launch of their pre-launch launch. Um, I guess I just played yesterday. and didn't notice that there was even a thing. So the day before that, you could have been playing. Gotcha. Yeah. So I got my key from somebody, and I put it in, and it didn't work. And I was like, Jesus, really? Because it said it had already been redeemed. So I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you. Can I have another key? Because, like, their stream where they were giving them away, 
they had like 20 people in there and they had a hundred keys to give away in a pretty short period of time. And they were like, yeah, sure. No problem. So that one worked. Um, and then I ended up, I somehow I ended up with a third key. I don't know how, and that's the one I gave you. Um, but I mean, these things were fucking everywhere to the point where it was a problem. Um, it actually like crashed the server when I entered my key. So apparently if anyone that did it around the time I did, which was like thousands of people, I guess, um, it crashed that server. So it didn't flag our accounts to be able to play. So it was like we used a key, but the key didn't work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it turned the lock, but didn't unlock the door. So, um, I, I chatted with them on their website and was like, Hey, it says I have a key, but I can't play the game. And they were like, Oh, you have to make a ticket. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm not playing today then. Cool. Um, and like seven or eight o'clock last night or the night before I get an email response to update the ticket saying, Hey, we might've fixed it. If it doesn't work this time, you just got to wait like everybody else. And I'm like, cool. I'll be sure I don't bother with your fucking promotions again. Wow. Um, like so dismissive. Yeah. Um, like it literally was just like no follow up. like ticket closed. It either worked or it doesn't. I was like, that's shitty. Um, but at that point I wasn't going to play anyway. Like I already had kind of like given up on that. Um, but yeah, so we, we finally got to play. Um, the game's got some issues. And I, I get it, it's a beta or whatever. I, yeah, open beta. I, I didn't play that far into it. Like, I got all the way up to Nyssa. Yeah. Um, I didn't run into any issues. So, I just had, like, some of the server issues that it's still having today. Um, Like, it, it got to the point, whenever I'd play in a multiplayer group, like, where you basically do, run a dungeon, it'll matchmake you. Yeah. Um, and it was it would be real laggy. Like, people would teleport around... Like, your character would, like, you know, um, desync and, like, float back and forth and, like, reappear places. Like, you'd run somewhere and then your character would appear back restarted and run again. Some good old rubber banding. Um, so, it, that's actually kind of a a good sign, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely people playing it and testing it. Um, but there, I, I watched a lot of streams where people tried to play it and, like bigger streamers that were sponsored like Zizzerin, like one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, um, you know, and a few, few of the POE guys, cause they all got paid to play four hours of the game on launch day. Cause they're like the big action RPG guys. Um, and there was this weird bug where like, anytime there's like dialogue on the screen, you know, like a character in the tutorial would talk. Yeah. Type pick, uh, shows up on the screen. Yeah. It would lag the game down to like 10 FPS. So like anytime he's like trying to talk in a tutorial, it's just like, Oh God, I hope I'm not dead because like he couldn't play the game. So that's fun. Um, and See, it looks kind of a lot of it, weird bugs like that, but it's it a beta felt like too. Solo that I didn't really have any problems. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a lot of their problems are, like the more online multiplayer section of it. Yeah. And not even that it's broken. It's just that there are definitely some things that need to be tweaked to make it work 
properly. Um, but that's what a beta period's for. Like, I feel like yeah. if that's the biggest, at least from a technical standpoint, problem with the game, you're already doing better than Fallout 76 is still doing. Yeah, true. And like, <laughs> you know, for, for me, like the game run fi- ran fine. Um, mostly probably because I have a 3060 Ti and a i7-9700. So my computer kind of smashes that game's requirements. Um, and I was getting like 90 FPS on Ultra. I mean, it's not that... I, I mean, I, I have Ultra and I'm only running a 1660 and I just frame locked it to 60. I could have gone higher. Yeah, it's definitely like, not that hard to run, but apparently uh, there's some graphics cards it doesn't like. I, I don't think it plays well with AMD. Um, cause yeah, a lot of people it's... were having to like run it on low to even get like 40, 50 FPS with like high end graphics cards. Yeah. Um, that shit happens. It's, yeah, it's it shitty, happens. But... but again, beta, that's fine. That's, I mean, that's all expected, right? Um, yeah. but it, it definitely was an issue for some people that were like getting paid to play it and they kind of couldn't cause they had tech issues with it. I don't know how that works exactly. I kind of wonder, like, look, it's one of the reasons that I really wanted uh, uh, NVIDIA and Intel parts was because I know it plays well with most things. Like, they're yeah. they're built for those things. Um, and I know AMD is about the same, if not better at this point, and generally cheaper. Well, so I usually stick with not going AMD because I know there's things that have that problem. But at the same time, I feel like how have you not tested this on a bunch of AMD already? Yeah. Well, and like, like, it's not like it's obscure. All right. It's not fucking Linux. Like, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and part of the problem too, is like, there's a whole new architecture out for graphics cards. So honestly, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that like, I didn't have issues because I'm using a new, like a next gen graphics card. Um, and there's definitely been issues where, there's a few games out there where they're like, oh, hey, we got to, like, you know, get some drivers updated with NVIDIA before your game's really going to run very good for you. Um, I forget which one it was. I, I want to okay. say it was, like, Black Ops or something like that. Um, so, but that's, here's the thing I really like about Magic Legends, though, is that, like, it looks good. It looks okay. And the, and the main reason that it looks good is because of the style of game it is. When you have a Diablo-style game and you can pull the camera back... Your textures and your models can be a little shitty. Like they don't oh, have those, to be super high quality because you're not super close to them. Those uh like cutscene things they did in the beginning of the tutorial were really, really hard to look at. Yeah. yeah, once it like pulled the camera back, like all the attack animations and skills and stuff look pretty cool. Right. Um, but so yeah, I feel it, like I think it looks pretty gonna- good. And they know they're going to add a lot of assets in there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be a lot of the expansion content is adding in new animations, new creatures, all that shit. So, like, I think they made a good choice with not trying to overdo it with graphics. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, I want to say that there's um, 35 skills per color. Um, which is, I think that's a little low, but also, like, we're pretty early on, like you said. Um, yeah, but like, also, it's kind of weird that they came up with a lot of like stuff that isn't already a magic card for their skills. That's like not in the game. I thought like everything that was in there was in the game already. It was either that or it's all the stuff that comes out in the new expansion. That's it might be the new expansion, but like, a lot of people were like, "Why wouldn't they just use 
the card that exists for this. Like there were stuff like, cause I didn't notice it at first. Cause I saw a few that like, you know, or cards I'm familiar with like uh giant growth and whatnot. Right. Um, but you know, there were a lot where I was like, I've never heard of that one, but I also haven't played since like fucking um, Urza. So it's been a while. I, I'm probably, uh, you play three or I have. I used to. More I, recently, I, think, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I'm about three or four, three or four years behind on whatever the hell's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But um, um, so my issues are actually kind of, I feel like it's stuff they can address. Um, I I don't really I I feel like I'm running so fucking slow all the time. It's just like, can you just like give my character like a twenty five percent speed boost or something, please? Um, cause there's a lot of like teleport semi close and then run around a bunch. And then when you start doing the dungeons, you literally, it's kind of like a control point thing where like, it'll be like, Oh, there's enemies at point a go defend. Oh, now there's enemies at point B. Now they're back at a again. And you just kind of do that for like 10 minutes and the mission's over. Um, it, it definitely feels like there's not enough enemies too a lot of the time. And it gets a little better later on, like when you're a little higher level. Um, but the game just kind of feels like a really slow walking sim half the time to me. It's just, it's not exciting. And then like, there's times where it's like, oh man, this combat's really engaging and interesting. But also sometimes there's so much shit going on. I can't tell my minions from their minions and the enemies and this other guy who's got 27 skeletons walking around this bitch. Um, it's, it's a little bit hard to, hard to tell what you need to be doing. Um, which is kind of frustrating because I feel like that should be really clear in a game where like, you know, it's all based on like, like I got a card where it's like, Hey, this will crit if you have minions that add up to 25 cost. But I was like, okay, so I guess I need to plan out to have literally every one of my minions out and then use this card, which is really, really specific. But I can't tell which minions I have alive and I don't because they get lost in the mishmash of bullshit going on. Yeah. Um, I, I would like a little better way. Like, just give me a number that says this is the, you know, the attack and health that your minions add up to on the field right now, rather than make me memorize which minions I need to have out and make sure they are. Um, also, I went through a whole mission without one of my cards coming up once. And I, I, I don't know if that's a bug or if that's like, just maybe they need to tune those numbers a little bit on how I mean, often those I, cards like, show I've, up. Cause I have like I've nine played, cards. I, I've played plenty of, uh, magic. And, uh, I mean, that seems legit. Yes. If you have a full deck of cards, but if you have nine and you wrote, rotate through all your other spells, like 25 times. And that one card doesn't show up once. I mean, look, look with, with all the shit that we used to learn with like ratios and chance and all that stuff. I know it could happen. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was like, I was just saying, just with all that stuff that we learned, like I used to look at that shit very like logically, 
And after years of playing Magic the Gathering, there's no logic in the world I give up. Right. Well, and that's what I'm you saying. Know? Like, it might be a bug. It might just be I had shitty luck or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I was like just throwing skills out trying to get because it was my fucking best card, of course. It was like my big beast guy that I put out and he lasts forever, but he just fucking never showed up. I was like, God damn it. Um, so that you play forever. The, I think it's the beast master beast caller. So what color? The what? What, which color was it? Uh, green. Green. Okay. I went with the, with the red chick. Oh, cool. I, I kind of thought about it and I looked real hard at the necromancer too. So, what I got from playing the Red Planeswalker is that they're uh, not that interesting. Yeah. But good. It, yeah. It's basically Barbarian from Diablo, where you're like, well, Barbarian's not that fun or interesting to play, but you're not going to lose. Right. You know? Well, and you know what's funny about that? A lot of people went with the green like I did because the ultimate ability is literally like Whirlwind for a barbarian <laughs> and it's apparently like massively overpowered which i think it is it it lasts like i think 10 seconds or something and just like clears a whole screen or kills a boss and i was like okay i'll just save this for the boss fight every time and just win see i just have uh from what i've gotten and i guess i'm still kind of in like a tutorial section yeah you don't get the alt for quite a while yeah, um, but all my skills so far have been like AOE, line of sight, and summon a giant golem. And I'm like, well, it's not hard for me to tell which ones are mine because they're bigger than everything else. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, though, is like I have I'm mostly a uh, minion build, but then I have stuff like, you know, th to regenerate their life or... Um, buff them and make them bigger so i i can make these things enormous with like giant growth um but the problem is when i get too many minions out because i'll su i'll summon like 10 spiders or something ridiculous occasionally and i actually end up getting like body blocked in the game there's a lot of pathing issues um like if you because you can click to move and the character will just like run to where you click I had to quit doing that because my character would get stuck on like a tree branch or something every fucking time and just run into the wall and keep running. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, and I, I, also, I also had an issue where I just got completely like blocked by minions and shit that spawned around me. There, there's one thing about the gameplay. I, I don't think it has much focus, which is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, because at one point I feel like I need to run around and do shit like Path of Exile Diablo style. Right. But you're playing a basically a wizard. So you're really relying more on all your spells, which the game does put a huge focus on. But I feel like I have far less mobility than any other ARPG that I've played in recent memory. Yeah, I mean, like, Torchlight oh. is not a super mobile game, and it feels, like, light years faster. Yeah, and so it just kind of ends up being, like, what am I, am I playing this as a wizard? Like, are the spells the main focus? Why can't I get out of the way of shit? Like, well, the Blue Mage literally floats. Like, he doesn't even walk. So why is he getting stuck on tree branches? Yeah. Like, yeah. on the ground. I I feel like they either need to 
I don't have a better way of stating this, but then do more with magic. Um, or they need to give you more mobility or something. Like if I'm going to do spells and fight shit, I'm here for that. Yeah. But like both you, you definitely need to give me better options with my character then over just the spells. Cause that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. They, they definitely have, I, I don't know. I feel like, I, I think they had an idea and they executed what they were trying to do pretty well. But I, I think the idea kind of sucks maybe because so this like Zizarin was talking about this, like with games like Path of Exile and Grim Dawn and like pick your ARPG, right? Diablo. Um, there's a big focus on like muscle memory and reaction um, and like, executing skills and button presses correctly there's a lot of muscle memory and with this game your skills don't show up on the same keys every time so like your you know your aoe spell might be on the one key this time and the next time it pops up it might be on the four and it's really easy to accidentally use the wrong skill because you have to memorize what all those little icons look like constantly yeah i've noticed that um and you end up with enough spells in your deck that it, it actually gets kind of hard remembering what you're doing. And then if you start playing two colors, it's going to get even more convoluted. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of an awkward thing because it's like, well, I, I'm never going to be able to like instinctively press a button and react because I have to like at least glance at like what skill just popped up. Right. Like it's it's definitely like taking your attention away from like playing the game because you it's like you have to read a new skill every time. Well, and that's why I said if they want to stick with you being a planeswalker, really, really doing the like fucking you're a mage thing. I'm here. I'm fine with that too. But you got to do more with the spell system. Like I like where you're going with it. There's some good ideas in there. I'm not opposed well, to I- it. I feel like I'm not casting a lot of spells either. Like I'm, I'm left clicking almost exclusively and then occasionally summoning a creature and immediately buffing it. Right. I need to have spells active more readily. Um, and I, I need to be able to know where they're going to be and have some, there needs to be something else. Like I like the way the spells work. I like what's in there. I just don't like the way it's implemented. I, I wish they would have just kind of given us like the, the, typical in every game thing where you get the skill bar and you've got you know whatever somewhere between four and nine abilities that you can equip which are your cards and then you have your mana bar like it's not that hard to do and everybody would have liked that more than the stupid like rotating card ability thing Honestly, yeah, I, I, I'll have to agree with you, I think. Just let me put a, a nine-thing loadout in there and make the mechanic for gaining mana f- interesting enough and, like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Because yeah, they're also trying to emulate the col- the cards, right, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Like, you need to get this in order to pay for it. And, like, okay, fine. You don't have to do the Diablo mana bar thing. Right. Um, You know, there's there's... A chance. Here's the thing. Like, I like the game. Like, I'm going to play more of it. It definitely still needs some work. Um, and I'm hoping that they're going to keep working on the game. Uh, and you know, usually magic stuff, they try to support it for a while and and well, see what they fix. But like, 
Uh, it's going to be right around, now, though, because it's got a real kind of nasty microtransaction backbone um, where you can essentially pay to just not have to play the game. Um, and what's extra shady about it is you can sell those items to other players. Um, so you could, like, go spend 100 bucks and just, like, have full end game character instantly. Actually, it costs way more than that, but, like, an example. It's probably more like 500 bucks. I mean, so far it looks like I can just play the game, though, without really so spending money. you can... It, it's, it does do the Warframe thing where you can get everything just by playing the game, but, yeah. like, they made it real grindy, and the one thing I really do have an issue with with that is unlocking the other classes after you pick one, which I didn't know until after I picked one, um, is actually done through one of those premium items where it's like card packs, like booster packs. Yeah. So like your options are get enough whatever other item and sell to other players for the real money currency or hope that like if I play eight hours, maybe one of these things will drop and maybe I'll get one that I want. Cause you don't even get to pick. But I think they're also, uh, from what I was reading, going to implement like a battle pass system where you can they unlock did. them. That. It's not, um, they aren't unlocked through that. No, no. It even said you can unlock characters, classes, all that stuff through it. Hmm. Um, maybe the rewards are like the, the booster packs or something. I didn't look through the battle pass, but it's already in there. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean like that's the, Honestly, I like the Battle Pass system. I've been using it a few games now. I did it in TFT. I did it for Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. But... Like, I don't mind it. It's fine. Um, but I, I just, I'm saying like the one thing that really bothers me about it is like the character classes. Like, I don't want to have, I don't want that to be like, oh, damn, I got the white guy, you know, the uh, white planeswalker. So I guess I'm not ever playing that because I don't want to play a healer. Um, like, I, I just don't like the fact that the, like, that's a lot of the content for the game, right? Is the other classes. So basically, it, and like, even cards are like drops yeah, and stuff. Do you, is the game going to be free to play to come out? Um, I think it is free to play, yeah. Okay, and then I don't really care. Like, because basically what you're saying is like, I mean, at that point, you're basically saying, here's free-to-play if you want the other classes, essentially, by the fucking game. Um, which, you know, okay. I'm okay with, I'm okay with, here's how you do it, but you can do it, you know, you can just pay to unlock it. Or if you play the game, you can deterministically go and unlock a class that you want to play. Um which is something that you can do in like Warframe, for example. That's exactly what they do. You can I'm sure literally I'm buy sure, one. I'm sure they'll put that in now. But if you want it in this game, you are reliant upon chance. So it's yeah, not how, even how like... Long, how long is it going to be before they run sales in the store, though? Where they're like, you see, can I don't, play the white class for like five bucks. And I'm like, okay. I, I think they'll probably run sales, but I think it's... I, I don't think magic i don't think wizards is going to be giving people a lot of discounts or like good deals because they're not really known for that um i think it'll be like you know hey you know boosters are 10 percent off today or whatever um but i i don't know i i could be wrong but like also i i don't think i'm really going to play a lot of this game um until it gets some updates uh i i considered it 
because I was like, man, this, this does seem like it has potential. It'd be kind of cool to like have stuff maxed out, like as updates come out. Um, but honestly, I'm having way more fun with a bunch of other games. Yeah, um, I don't know. My my verdict on it right now is uh, if you're a fan of Magic and try it ARPGs, out, it's free. Try it out. If you're just a fan of ARPGs, you know, maybe. Yeah, I uh, mean, some people seem to really enjoy it. Um, but but I, I will else, say the I mean, uh, the reception was not a warm one. But but I would say for everyone else, like uh, you know, let it get some updates and see what happens. Yeah, give it like uh, six months, maybe. Yeah, give it. Yeah, give it a few months. See what happens. I, I definitely am going to try to play more of it. Um, I don't know. I, I right now I feel like ARPGs are more or less dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got Path of Exile has been holding down the fort for like a good while now. Torchlight Three just kind of fucking fell off immediately. Well, and I tried streaming that game and like had a build put together that you know worked pretty well and everything. But that game has serious mechanical issues. Um, yeah. Like, as far as, like, you know, your skills working when they're supposed to, your character getting confused and running somewhere they shouldn't. Like, fighting a boss is a nightmare because it's so hard to control where your character's at. Um, and, like, I think I think somebody, I saw somebody talking about this, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't really think about that. Um because a bunch of people, when they were coming into these bigger streamers watching them play, they were like, why are you playing a mobile game? Like, everybody thought Magic Legends was a mobile game because of the aesthetic and then also because of the way the character moved and the way that the UI was set up. And I was like, that might have been a thing at some point. But also, somebody's like, no, this game, just like Torchlight, both have shitty UIs and skills, or like, uh, not skills, but like mechanical abilities and movement because they were built for a controller. Um, they were built around making that work. And anytime you have like those two systems integrated, it kind of screws over the mouse and keyboard play because they change how the character paths. It's more of like a, a, a directional stick. Even when you're using your mouse, it's just emulating that stick, but it still has that kind of floaty input. You know, I, I feel like there are that companies are starting to get the hint that they're gonna have to make PCs more than just a quick port. Yeah. Um, because like you had all of the redone uh old school Final Fantasy games release on Steam, and they were just based off the mobile releases of those games where right. the AI was just fucking ugly as shit to look at. Um, and everybody was like, no, fuck you. Don't do this. Go, go back and make an NES port. You piece of shit. Don't fucking do this. Right. Um, you know, you're getting even, you know, they did that with the Chrono Trigger release. Uh, cyberpunk is now putting out an update so that there's more control over rebinding controls for mouse and keyboard, which why would that ever be an issue on a fucking computer game like that's such a disaster well, because it was because it was also made as a console game yeah and that's well, I, I get like, that but i'm just like god i can't believe people didn't like how did people working on that game not get so frustrated oh yeah for sure but like that's you know every i think everyone's getting the hint now like hey maybe you you've got a if you're going to make a game that's going to be made for console and pc you're, you're going to have to put more thought into it 
Yeah. Well, and so the one company that's kind of doing that right, which is weird, um, is actually like Nintendo. Um, or Well, not necessarily Nintendo, but like look at games like Monster Hunter, where the PC launch is a year later because they basically have to remake the game. Yeah. Um, and guess what? Fucking Monster Hunter on PC was a fucking masterpiece. Like, it definitely had some issues and didn't play as well with mouse and keyboard, but it ran fucking phenomenally. And here's the thing. I don't mind waiting longer as a PC player to play a game if it means you're going to make it right. The only thing that really frustrates me is, like, I'm still waiting to see if we're going to get Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC or not. And they literally haven't said much of anything for the longest time because it had to be a PS4 exclusive first. I thought that had a PC release date. Not unless it came out in the past couple of weeks. Um, like April they kept twenty twenty. It says that's not true. That's the initial release date. That's the initial release. They, I think they were waiting for. It's the same thing with Starfield, where they're waiting for like a certain event to announce it. Yeah. Because um, they kept kind of like hinting at it, but it was like we can't say because right now it's just a PlayStation game, and it's like, yo. Know, It's the only reason we're not getting the PC port for a while is just because Sony paid money. That makes me really hate both you and Sony. That is actually the case. I'm literally reading that right now. Um, It was it 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 had a one year exclusivity exclusive. God, I can't talk exclusivity Exclusivity. deal with uh, PlayStation with Sony for a year. So yeah, uh, April 2021 is when they can launch it. Any time after April 10th. Well, but we have to wait till then for them to make the announcement about what is going on with it, whether it's happening or when it'll be out or any of that shit. Right. So. Well, we'll know real fucking soon if it's going to be right around the, you know, year mark. Yeah. Um, But that's, but that's the, that's the kind of shit that like, look, if your game is just going to be like, Hey man, it's going to be about a year before we get the PC port just working good. I'm like, right. okay, sure. But if you're like, hey, man, we can't even tell you if we're making a PC port because we're selling it on this system for a year. I'm like, well, fuck you. Like, and I, I fucking hate that bullshit with Epic, too. Like, they have a bunch of games that are like, oh, this is exclusive on Epic for, like, a year. Um, So I'm like, well, god damn it. Like, I'm not going to buy it twice, and I don't want it on the Epic launcher because I want that game on Steam. I want my game where all my other games are. Yeah. And like, basically I use Epic, I use their store and launcher to go and get their free game. Every time they have a new free game, I just go claim it. So I have like 30 games on there and I've paid for maybe four. Um, and like the Tony Hawk game was exclusive on there. So I bought that on that and I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this, but I want to play this fucking, uh, remake. Yeah. It bugs me still that I have, uh. Outer Worlds on Epic. Well, I never bought Epic Worlds on PC because I got it through Game Pass. And, like, I have a ton of stuff on Game Pass that I just don't buy on Epic as well. Um, But, like, yeah, like, Outer Worlds. But, like, now I can't play the DLC unless I buy it on a platform that I don't own the game, technically. Yeah. Um, Because, like, that's the problem with the Game Pass thing is, like, those games go away. They'll just be like, oh, this isn't on here anymore, which is an ongoing issue with 
my kid because he's like into a game and then they're just like, Oh, we removed it. It's not free anymore. And he's like, I want to play that game buy it. And I'm like, fuck. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, and that's the same problem that a lot of people now, and I knew this shit was going to happen years ago. And I complained about it when Netflix started becoming popular. Um, but you're having that problem with shit with like Netflix. Yeah. We're like, I know people that were like, I'm going to buy Netflix because I want to watch the office. And then out of nowhere, someone's mid-season, and they're like, we're taking it off of Netflix because some other company bought The Office, and now you've got to buy some, like, no-name company streaming service if you want to watch that particular show. And it's like, no. No to both that company and Netflix, I guess. Like, Yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely pay for too many streaming platforms. Like, I have almost all of them. Because I have Hulu, I have the Disney Hulu bundle, so I also have ESPN Plus, which I don't think I've ever even turned on, um, because sports. But I have Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, I mean Amazon, because I have Prime, um, HBO, Stars, and I think that's it. So I have six things. And I... Granted, you're probably going to run into a new problem soon, and anybody listening to this, uh, be warned about this ahead of time. Um, we are either the first state or one of the first states to implement a digital ads tax. Yeah. This just went in like a month ago. So for now, for every streaming service that we have, we get charged an extra dollar for each one. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, we meant for it to be these big companies to pay. And it's like, okay, well, did you put anything in there to restrict them from just adding a dollar to our subscription? How how do you say, well, you can't raise your prices unless you can prove it's for a different reason? Because, like, yeah, of course, they just fucking pick a different reason in that case. And you can't force them to not be able to raise prices. They don't even really pick a different reason. It's just like... Why did everyone's subscription go up a dollar? Uh, because you, because c- the cost of doing business just went up when you taxed us for this. Yeah, or it goes up two dollars because they can get away with it at that point because they have a yeah. scapegoat. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know the streaming services and like shit coming online and then going offline. Like that's just fucking frustrating one of the things i love about steam is like if you buy a game and then they're forced to remove it from the steam store you still have that game though like you can still download it and play it yeah like i can still play that shitty tony hawk remake that they made before the actual remake was done you haven't been able to buy that game for years but i can still play it i really want to yeah and there i mean there have been a few instances where games have been removed from somebody's like inventory and they've been refunded. Um, There was some game that was like basically crazy white supremacist bullshit. And then there was also one where China banned it. And because steam wanted to continue doing business in China, they had to remove it from their store. Yeah. And remove it from people's accounts as well. Cause it had something that the Chinese president. um, Well, but China didn't like about him. Different world legally right. but i'm saying it it affected us because they had to remove it from u.s stores too oh, gotcha. and they they pulled that game off of the platform and removed it from people's uh libraries um so it, it has happened probably like a handful of times um but yeah i mean typically you 
you have probably, you know, shy of doing the Nintendo thing and having cartridges, um, you you probably have more of a chance to keep playing a game digitally because people will ser- like create their own servers for games like, you know, Warhammer Online, you know, and Star Wars Galaxies and shit like that that had a big following or Hellgate London even. Um, yeah. Where the game that's a purely online game that relies on back-end servers goes away, you know, like they sunset the service, you have a better chance of being able to continue to play that than you do on being able to play on antiquated consoles um, with a physical disc because they can just turn those servers off too. So at best, you're able to play, you know, some single player. But, you know, with games like Titanfall, for example, if you want to go play that, you know after there's no more Titanfall servers, you can't even play that game with the disc anymore because the whole game is multiplayer, you know? So unless you're playing stuff like Nintendo games, um, you know, a very few basically indie games at this point, um, you know, you're kind of screwed. So it's, it's weird. That whole thing is weird. Um, but yeah, so the other game, that I'm I'm pretty excited about um is Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Like I'm I'm really, really anxious to see how that opens up that game and makes it feel more akin to the the full like immersive effect that you get from games like um Robert Space Industry one. What is it? Uh Star Citizen. Star Citizen, yeah. Um when it fucking works, which is never, but um that's another story but yeah i i i hope that it's good i i really hope that it's not like a half-assed like yep you can walk around you know these three rooms on each space station and they're all identical um you know that would be a real bummer but also it's just cool to be able to like land on a planet and walk around like you know a town that's pretty cool yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to be. I'm really trying not to get excited about it, um, just because if it's genuinely good, I want to be excited by that. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I don't want to be heavily disappointed because at this point, like I've been playing Elite long enough that I'm just like, you know, eh, it's pretty boring, and I play it anyway. So if they could literally just make this game any more interesting, that would just be fucking peachy. So the thing for me is. I'm not really all that interested in the combat, like in any part of that game, whether it be with a a rifle or a spaceship. Um, I'm not really there for that. I'm there for like space trucking and economy. So like, I'm hoping there's like, you know, missions where you can like go to an outpost and like, I don't know, maybe repair something for them or like, you know, deliver some goods and actually like hand them to people and buy stuff from vendors that are in certain towns and stuff like that could open up a lot of really cool economy things. Um, you know, similar to kind of how no man's sky works. Um, but like everything they've shown is like combat missions where it's like, you got to sneak in and you know, if you want to fight, you got to go and disable stuff or they're just going to have their base defenses, blow your ship out of the sky because apparently, like, the devs were like, yeah, we, we wanted to test it, so we just engaged an outpost with, you know, a really good big ship, like a high-end endgame ship, 
and it insta-killed them in about five seconds. So, like, you're kind of, like, they've said you're being forced to go and, like, engage with the combat mechanics if you're going to do the missions that they've showed. So I'm just hoping that there's more than they've showed us. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I I like the... Uh, com- like the on land combat that I've seen so far, I'm, and it it looked okay. I, I think it's probably going to be pretty cool. I but... think it's going to be like mediocre, but once again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, that just makes this game that much more interesting. Like, I'm I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, I, I do. I just like the fact that there's more. Like that game needs more, which is weird to say because like people haven't explored even part of that game at this point. Um, like it's something wild, like 9% of the game has been like discovered. Um, so there's a lot left to see in, in the, the real universe. Um, but like we need fucking more ships, man. Like, um, like there's quite a few, it's like 26 or something like that, but a lot of them are really, really fucking bad. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I, you know, instead of like uh, carriers or whatever they're called, um, I would have rather had like 10 new ships to buy. Yeah. So, but so I will say the one other thing that I definitely don't like, like definitively, is anytime you mod a weapon, it's a permanent mod. Like if you if you decide I don't like this scope on this gun you have to throw it away and buy a new one and start over. And it's going to be like a process to like attach a scope to your gun. Like you're going to have to do like hours of missions potentially for a good scope or something, which Mm. that makes no sense to me. Like we're flying in spaceships and you guys don't know how to put rails on your guns so you can like detach a scope. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel bad about that. (laughs) Like I hope they feel bad about that because they're like, yeah, we, we want, you know, weapons to feel like ships when you do engineering to them. It, it's going to be a process and, and it's a permanent upgrade. And I'm like, I, I can understand if you're like upgrading like the, the damage output, like doing like some sort of like permanent upgrade upgrade where it's like a linear positive upgrade. Sure. Um, or if you're going to like say, oh, you have to decide if you want this gun to be, you know, a full auto or like. You know, it does a little less damage, but fires full auto versus like single shot and it does more damage like that. I can understand, like maybe you have two versions of it then that you buy, but like the scope and the magazine and stock and like, you know, pieces like that, that should be interchangeable. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Yeah, it, it feels like they're just trying to add grind into a game that has literally endless grind grindability like there, there's no shortage of like shit to do in that game as long as you enjoy the shit that you do in that game. So yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's more about like setting your own goals. It's, it's definitely sandboxy. It is. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I like I said, I haven't looked a, a lot of what is coming into it yet, and I'm. You know what? I I just kind of was afraid that that was a game that they were basically just going to ignore 
or like just make a, a, another elite dangerous. I didn't actually expect them to have a big. I never saw this coming. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just happy that shit's happening. Like, I'm I'm interested to see. Yeah, what it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I at this point, like, if they can if they can really nail the the walking around bit and like walking around your ship and interacting with things in the ship and the destinations are worth going to and it's fun to interact with that stuff. Like I could totally see them upgrading the looks of the game even further because it looks really fucking good as it, as it stands now. And like at that point they've effectively created, you know, star citizen before star citizen was able to, and they, you know, haven't been working on it as long so but to be fair it's not the first um elite game either oh so i don't know like i i'm excited for it i'm i'm really anxious because that's a game i have a lot of fun with um but i i take a lot of long breaks from that game because i i feel like the the stuff that there is to do in space you're basically either like fighting, doing delivery missions, mining, or exploration, which is a pretty good diverse group of things to do. But like once you like I don't enjoy the combat. Mining is a little bit too like tedious, fiddly for me. Like I just kind of get bored quickly. But like I really like exploration and I really like the courier missions because they're kind of hand in hand. Um, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not as like engaging as playing like path of exile, for example. Yeah. So it gives me a little bit too much time to think like I should go do something else or like, okay, this is a good stopping point because you know, I'm at a, I'm at a station and I don't want to spend another half hour flying. Um, it's a little too easy to stop playing. I think. Yeah. So, but like it has the potential to be like, you know, a billion hour game. So that's cool. Um, but let's take a quick break. I got to pee real bad and I want to tell Titus goodnight. Um, so take like maybe two, three minutes. Sounds good. All right. And we'll be right back. Okay. So random thought, cause I, I just had to open a, or put the straw in a, Capri Sun for Titus. Right. And I, one of those random thoughts, I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. They, that's like a standard drink that they send up into space because they don't leak. And it like has the straw attached to it. And I was like, we need Capri Suns in, uh, Elite. Like, it would be kind of cool if they implemented some, uh, that seems like the perfect space drink. I mean, it used to be Tang, um, but I was like, that's that's something I would like to see in Elite Dangerous, or yeah, now that they have like walking around, like when we can walk around our ship, it would be really cool if they would start letting us, you know, like um, put some displays up of like, oh, I found this really cool space rock and I'm going to put it on a display on a shelf for, you know, stuff like that. Um you know, and kind of continue decorating the ship. Cause you can already put like bobbleheads and shit on your dashboard. Um, 
but then also having like life support systems that you can interact with. Um, you know, and like when shit breaks in your ship, actually be able to go and like repair it or something physically. That yeah. would be kind of cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like it might get a little frustrating if you have to like, if you're going on a long exploration ship or trip and you have to, uh, like stock up, you know, some of your cargo space has to be filled with supplies for you. That would be kind of, I don't know. That could be frustrating if you're trying to like min max the game, but I think that also adds a really good level of depth to the game too. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, personally, if we're going to talk about the perfect space game, I feel like there's a billion things they could do to make that game great, but well, and that's so it's weird because this doesn't usually happen for me. Um, I, I am willing to pay a little extra to get into the alpha versus wait for like open alpha. Right. Um, because I actually genuinely want to give them feedback on that alpha and try to like, you know, do whatever I can to kind of push that game in the direction that I want. But I don't know. We'll see. I feel like, I won't give it the time that it needs. So, I mean, I would also like, I won't to do give that, it enough, but, but I, I want to at least make an attempt. Um, and like, I have the time. Um, unfortunately I'm going to be gone for a week, like shortly after it comes out, but <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think that's probably one of the things I'm, well, I, I've very much tempered my expectations. Um, that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to getting an update or coming out this year as far as games go, because it's such a cool game already. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what was, there was another game we were going to talk about. Uh, shit, what else is coming out um, soon? Oh, so this, this is a pretty short thing. Um, I am really, really, really excited that I get Outriders for free on Game Pass. Um, that is a game that I was very on the fence with more leaning towards a no, um, pretty heavily leaning towards no because of just, I didn't like the weird, like cover combat mechanics that they tried to tell you not to use, but forced you to use constantly. Um, yeah. And, like, I played a little bit more of it. Like, not a lot. Um, but I tried some of the, like, grind for a weapon thing. I was like, I'm curious how quick I can kind of run through one of these missions a few times. Um, and I got literally nothing. Like, the loot was so bad. Like, I didn't get a single weapon or armor upgrade. And I ran, like, a higher tier mission, like, four times in a row. And I got really good at doing it quickly. Like, that definitely felt pretty cool. Like, that was the thing that kind of made me like, oh, maybe I will try this again. Because I was like, oh, I definitely got more proficient with my skills and getting through this quickly and using less and less cover. Um, but, like, I definitely have enough, like, concern about that game not being good and just being dead dead on arrival. Um, but I think putting it on Game Pass will make a lot more people play that game that otherwise wouldn't have had the money or wanted to spend the money on it. So it'll make it a little more lively. Um, 
And also I can try it and see how I like, cause if I like it, I'm going to buy it on PC and play it there and not play it on game pass, um, on my Xbox. But like, also it's cool that I can just like go play on Xbox if I want to do that. So I, I'm just glad that I get the chance to test that out for free. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like I was looking through my wish list to see what games are coming out that I, you know, I'm looking forward to that I totally forgot about. Like Endless Dungeon is coming out with like a remake. Yeah, I wanted to um, check that out for you know Dungeon of the Endless, which Dungeon of the Endless I fucking loved. Yeah. And the biggest problem with that game is that it shines less on solo and more with co-op, mm-hmm. and nobody plays that game. Yeah, that's a problem. So that it's a big problem, but it sucks because it's a good game. It's worth playing. Um, but it looks like they're going a little more ARPG with it, hmm, interesting. which is a great way to take that game. I'm 100% excited. The graphics look much better. And I got to say, like, I've been following, uh, what the hell is the name of the company that does this? Amplitude. Mm, I've been yeah. playing, because they've got all the endless games, and right. I'm not into endless space, but people that like overly complicated 4X games tell me it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. But they also have the less complicated uh, Endless Legends, which is a lot more like Sif. That game's fucking great. Dungeons the Endless is great. Uh, so I, I'm, it's this is one of those developers where I'm like, I'm going to keep looking at the stuff you put out because you don't put out crap. Right. And even if I don't like your game, I just respect that at least you're not putting garbage out there. Yeah. Um, so definitely I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Humankind. Another one by Amplitude, um, which is a little more like, I don't know, Age of Empires, I guess? Oh, yeah, I remember seeing this. Um, And this also looks really good. This comes out uh, fairly soon, about a month. Nice. Um, So I can't wait to see how that's going to turn out. And then I just added this one, which I guess comes out this June, which is uh, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Oh, yeah, that looks pretty cool. I mean, this looks like the old school pick up a controller and play with your friend, you know, run around uh, action kind of game. And I'm 100% here for it. Yeah, I'm all about it. I feel like that's another genre that's just kind of died over the years. Yeah. Um, So speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, I'm pretty excited to see what Chris Metzen does with D&D. What's Um, Chris Metzen doing with D&D? So he started a new studio and is creating a new D&D video game. Um, and if you're not familiar with him, he's like the main dude behind World of Warcraft. Um, and since pretty much everybody is allowed to just take Dungeons and Dragons and do whatever the fuck they want with it, yeah, uh, which I'm a big fan of, like, yes, give me some more D&D games. Like, I feel like with D&D, you had the same problem that you had with Magic. Where, like, people have been making video games based off of D&D and Magic for years. Yeah. And they're pretty much all awful. Um, Like, I don't care. Like, you know what? Hate me old school fanboys. I don't give a shit. Uh, Original Baldur's Gate is fucking garbage, and I don't ever want to play it. So, Um, the... it's, uh... It's just not that... Like, those old CRPGs just were not that fun to me. And until Larian came and brought that series back from death, like, I didn't really care that much. So the game is called Ouroboros Coils of the Serpent World Book Law Brand. 
Um, looks pretty cool. It's got some neat artwork. Um, very like weird stuff going on. Um, but like, yeah, like the, the main dude behind WoW and Starcraft, like, holy shit, man. Um, I'm here for this. I'm hundred percent here for this. And it, it's pretty dope that he's calling the new develop developer, uh, war chief. Yeah. Like that, that's hundred percent here for that too. Perfect fucking, uh, company name for that dude. You know what I think is even better? It's just the two guys that they have talking in this announcement. Just you just look at them and I'm like, yep, you play D and D. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm here for this. And the first uh the first image on his Twitter currently is him playing a game of Warhammer forty K tabletop with Space Wolves. That makes sense too. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. It, it's it's definite and then his second picture is like a shelf of like dice and 40 K models. And then in front of it on a table, the main picture is uh Lego transformers that he built and Voltron. Like he's a, a big fucking nerd for sure. Um, and like, I've always like kind of kept up with his, his story and what he's done and stuff. Um, and like everybody kind of said when he left, blizzard that that was like that was probably like the real turning point in a not so great way for blizzard um because he was kind of like the driving force behind keeping that game kind of tied to its roots um so yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because it's probably going to be fucking phenomenal Speaking of fucking phenomenal, Baldur's Gate 3 just had a pretty big update. I need to check that out. It looks so good. Uh, wait. Yeah, definitely that's what I heard. wait. Um I'm a big fan of Larian Studios. I'm a big fan of the D&D world, so like I'm one of those people that really want to provide feedback on this game. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, a, it's kind of rough, but B, it's also involved, and you will get involved with your character. Like, the world is very immersive. It gives you a lot of chance to really feel like you're playing your character and flesh it out. Yeah. And it's very frustrating to spend hours on that just to get a major update you really want and have them go, well, we're going to have to wipe your character and start all over again if you want to continue. And it's like, mm. it makes me very much not want to play it. And, like, I get it. That's what they have to do. And they right. said this was going to be rough, and it's, like, a year-long beta, so... Right. Which I'm fine you know, with. Like, make that game good. They Not only make it good, but be transparent. They were like, look, we're going to be in this state for a year. The game is going to be incomplete, because we're only giving you the first chapter, which is already, like, 40 hours of content. And then there's, right. like, three or four more fucking chapters. Um... But they were like, yeah, no, it's going to be rough and it's going to be frustrating and it's going to last at least a year. And I'm like, well, at least you're upfront about that. Like, fine. Uh, but they added in a new class. They added in druids now. Oh, cool. I always like um, that. I don't, but it looks fine. It, lo it looks fun. Like, the classes feel like different classes, which sounds stupid, but I play so many games where it's just like, none of this really matters. Yeah. You know, so the uh, other game that's coming out this week that I'm super fucking hyped for is the new Monster Hunter game. Yeah, because um, it's basically what they did was they took 
the quality of life stuff out of Monster Hunter World and put that into one of the old school games and then made it even better. And, like, you can ride monsters and, like, you can't, like, you don't have direct one-to-one control over it, but you can kind of, like, say, like, I want it to go forward and it'll, it might go mostly forward, but it might end up, like, running into a wall and hurting itself um because it's like rampaging because you're like controlling it um and then they also added like a lot of verticality and a lot of like additional movement with the new a whole new movement system they added in um and it looks fucking great too like it definitely looks like older monster hunter but like we were talking about like they gave it a lot of style like they really made they basically took that old kind of pixelated look from the the 3ds and ds and stuff yeah and they made it look like you know the pc port of that game where everything's like crisp and clean but it has like you know a lot more solid color you know not as much like fine detail but like a really good kind of cartoony look to it um and they added a dog that's your friend so you have a palico and uh gosh what's the dog called i can't remember monster hunter dog um palamute right on kind of a weird name but also translated from japanese so yeah palico and palamute I, i don't know how those connect but yeah it's your pal um, because it was like calico. I guess it I, I have be a palamut. I I have like a, I have a real hard time with the Monster Hunter games because it's like I enjoy next to nothing about that game in the first place. Right. So it's like everything you're saying. I'm like, is it good? You tell me. You like the series. Is yes. that all good? Is that all good stuff? That sounds me, good. Me and the whole Monster Hunter community are like fucking hyped about this because we've all played it. Cause they've had two demos out and they let you fight like the, the main new monster that they showed off and they've like previewed, I, I want to say like seven or 11 monsters that we're getting. And like all of them are fucking dope. Um, yeah. I, I saw some memes that absolutely went a thousand percent over my head. Um, yeah. that one of the monsters was basically just an old monster that I guess was already a motherfucker, but now has wings. Yep. They they have so, a real tendency to be like, oh, you thought that one was hard? Well, this one is going to shit on your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, they're just like, you know, we noticed a few of you were able to beat this, so we fixed that bug. <laughs> I think one of the problems that Monster Hunter really has, uh, maybe it's just me, like, I can't say for certain, um, is that I feel like if I had started playing that game back in the day, yeah, I I would be fine with everything about that. But as somebody that's trying to come into the series now, even with the quality of life, I'm just like, no to all of this. Yeah, it, um, it's definitely one of those games. And it's kind of weird for me because, like, I tried it when it first came out here. Like, I played one of the very first games, if not the first game, um, and really bounced off hard because I, I couldn't understand it. I was too young. Like, the game did not make sense to my brain. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around, like, the thing where you have to, like, go on the mission 
and you had really, really slow attacks and like, you know, it, it was pretty brutal, first of all. And then there was a time limit. And then like as soon as I got to one of those delivery missions where you got to carry the fucking egg back and everything makes you drop it, like you can't run, you can't jump, you can't jump off of something high, like everything would cause that goddamn thing to break and it would attract the monster, the gigantic fucking dragon the egg came from. And I was just like, nope, done with this. Bounced off hard and didn't play it again for like two or three years. And then I played one and got pretty into it. Um, but still didn't really like, I didn't get through the whole game, but I played probably half of it and got a little better at it. And then the next time I played it, I really, really went deep and enjoyed the shit out of it. So like, I definitely grew with that game. Um, because yeah, like I, I don't love, love, love the monster hunter combat. I think it's a little too like slow a lot of the time. It definitely feels as somebody that plays, in most of the games that we play, I play mobility characters. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's just not something that exists in that game so is a fucking problem for me. So, And that's why I'm pretty excited about this, because that new mechanic they added um, really adds a lot of mobility and speed. Like, this game plays way faster than all the other ones. Um, and I guess, like, if you wanted to see what I mean, like, you can play the demo for free and just see, you know... I don't know. Maybe you would be ten percent more interested with the new hey, movement. Give, give me, give me one second. Sure. So yeah, the thing is called the wire bug. Um, I'll send you a video of how that works because, like, this game doesn't look like Monster Hunter to me. Like, this game looks kind of similar to like it's got some of the style of like Ghost of Tsushima or um, like Neo or something like that. It's just kind of fascinating. I don't think I've played it. I, I don't... I, a lot of those games... Because those games kind of feel the same as, like, Dark Souls to me. Right. Yeah, they and, definitely Dark Souls games before those games were ever thought of. Yeah. And so I just never really... I, that that was just a kind of game that I never got into. I remember one of my first attempts with that kind of game was the uh, remake of... Oh God! What was it, Ninja Gaiden? Oh yeah, yeah. And I got so pissed off that I just had to wait for Black to come out just so I could get easy fucking mode. And I still fucking hated it. And I was like, no. You I, know what's I funny just... is I I actually really liked that game. That's like the only one of those I ever really liked. Here's the thing about that game: the actual combat I liked. It felt yeah. very like Devil May Cry, uh, but actually like fighting the enemies. I was like, oh no, I don't want to do this yeah, at I, all. So that was a weird one for me too. Cause like, I never really read anything about it. I just kind of picked it up cause it looked cool and it was like 10 bucks at GameStop or something. I mean, I was working um, at GameStop and everyone was like, it's a real hard game. And I was like, see, I never eh, heard that. Know, I'll, I'll take a challenge and play some Ninja. Like Ninja sounds fucking fun as shit. And then I, and then I actually played it and I was like, oh, I see why this is hard and I don't want to spend any of the time required to get good at this. So so I don't know if that was just like one of those times where the game clicked for me. Um, but like I had zero trouble beating that game. Like I just kind of ran through that game. Like, I think I beat it in like a sitting or two. It was really quick for me. 
I tried, but it was very much one of those. It's very much one of those games where it's like if you get hit two or three times, you're just dead. And I'm like, "Eh." yeah, and like that's what I'm saying is like I guess it just clicked for me, or like I was in the right headspace for that game. But like I, I didn't think it was hard. Like I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. Um, And I found like a couple weapons I really, really liked. Um, And then I just plowed through it and then like years later people were like you know putting it on a list of like hardest games and shit around the time dark souls came out and they compared it to that and i was like that's weird that game wasn't hard (laughs) but like (laughs) everybody else is like that game's real hard um there's a lot of things where like i I think people get too hard into up their own asses on the internet yeah and it, it just like i i was watching this video the other day like the Devil May Cry series. I didn't play all of them. I played the first one. I saw somebody Same. play most of the second one. I never played three or four. It wasn't until DMC that I started playing the series again. And... I definitely didn't love those games after the first one. And I wasn't that into the first one. I was pretty hardcore into the first one. Like me and my buddy would stay up all night trying to get like the hardest things in the game and complete everything. And like, it was fun. I loved it. Cause I just loved the combat and the music. And I, you know, I was going through my gothy phase at that point. Like it was just hitting all the buttons. Yeah. Um, and then when they showed DMC, I was like, yo, that looks rad as shit. Like this game got kind of boring looking and stale. And this game was like, hell yeah, we're just going to get edgier and weirder and even more hard rock. And I was like, hell yeah. And everyone was like, this looks like shit. The new Dante looks emo as fuck. And I'm like, the dude in the trench coat with the all white hair was, that was the acceptable level of edgy. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I I I didn't care. I went and played that game when it came out and I still play that game. And DMC is one of the best Devil May Cry titles ever made. And if you disagree or wrong, I don't care. <laughs> like that yeah, game was, is fucking amazing. It was the only one that I was able to play a lot of since the first one. So yeah, same. Um, and it's made me want to go back and play some of the other ones just because like that, it was the game that made me interested again, but because the fans and the internet shit on it so hard, they're like, Oh, we'll just go back to another cookie cutter devil may cry that's like all the other devil may cries and we're just going to abandon this reboot series that was way more awesome like right. sweet <laughs> fucking hated that uh, yeah fucking the internet has made that a thousand times worse where developers were just like yeah this game did okay we can make another one let's make another one you know now it's like well the internet's real mad about it so i don't know if we're gonna let you guys make another one of these like, well I and i hate that what makes it even more frustrating is you've got some developers that know that's a thing yeah and so they go out of their way to be like i don't really give a shit what the internet says this is what we're doing buy it or don't uh the problem with that is is the people that do that are the kind of people that make things like diablo immortal right and, yeah, because they're the ones that are big enough to just do whatever. And as far as I know, there's no corner of the internet that's hard up for Diablo Immortal. Pretty much the overwhelming majority of the community is like, no, yeah, please don't. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and the funny thing is, like, I actually heard some pretty good stuff about, like, the alpha or beta of that game that came out. Like, people were like, oh, this is actually way better than I expected, but I fucking hate playing phone games. Like, the controls on a phone suck. And, like, 
I have the thing on my phone where I can stream games from NVIDIA servers. Sure. Um, and I can use a controller, like a Bluetooth controller with my phone. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like I've, I've had a good time doing that. So if I'm like in a hotel, I can just like take a controller or something and play a game. Um, and not have to carry, you know, my switch, I guess. Um, but I could play like, you know, uh, I don't know, Forza or, um, you know, something with a controller. What, what do I play with a controller? I could play like man eater or something like that. Just I mean, like, I just, I, game. I guess I just don't want to play shit on my phone. Yeah. Like I, I just don't like, I could bring my DS with me or I'm getting older to be honest. If I'm not home in front of my computer, like I'm just going to watch a YouTube video or watch Twitch. Like I don't even need to play anything on my phone. Like I just don't want to play things on my phone, especially Diablo. Right. Like you I'll know? play, a, I'll play like a little TFT here and there. I'll play a little bit of Hearthstone occasionally on my phone. Sure. Still isn't great, but it's, it's okay. It's acceptable. It's something. Um, if you really need something to kill some time. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the Connect 3 games, like uh, Bejeweled and stuff like that. Like, I'll play Puzzle those games Dragons on my phone. Puzzle Dragons and all that, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy that that type of game, and I'll play that on my PC. So, like, that works perfectly on a phone. Yep, um, yeah. So, there, you know, there's a few cases, but yeah, like, games that require, like, movement and aiming and, a, like, that sort of shit is... It's a fucking nightmare with a phone, because, like, also... My hands are big enough that they cover too much of the screen. <laughs> like, yeah, I have the I have the same problem. I'm trying to play Elder Scrolls Blades as a fucking nightmare on my phone. I'd rather just play it on on the Switch. Yeah, um, and then, um, gosh, what was uh, what was it? Um, oh, so they put out Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to see that. That was one of those things where I was like, I want to see the train wreck, and I played a little bit of it, and I was like. Okay, this actually looks okay and it runs okay, but nobody can fucking aim because it's a nightmare trying to use the controls in this game. So I realized people weren't able to just like instantly shoot me. They'd have to like, you know, stop and aim down sights and shit. Um, So I just equipped a knife and ran around and just never died. Like I completely (laughs) broke that game instantly. Yeah, I, I wish they would stop with the whole mobile market bullshit. Like, we all know what the mobile market is for. Filthy casuals. Yeah. All right? And it's... most of them ain't going to play Diablo. They're playing Bubble Witch Saga. All right? I don't know what your core demographic here was. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you don't... You're not getting gamers. You're getting people that need to kill some time. No, I feel like... Look, I make fun of the filthy casuals. I really do. Um, but I got friends that I would... I am absolutely forced to classify as hardcore mobile gamers. Like when you're spending right. seven or eight hours a day playing mobile games, you you got me. You're a hardcore mobile gamer. But well, like I said, they're playing stuff like the the Connect Three games and puzzle games and shit like that. Um, see, I'm like okay. I'm okay with runners. those. Like I'm okay yeah. with the ones like that where it's like this works just as well on mobile as it does, you know, for whatever else. But like. Those games aren't even like I, I think they have a niche on the mobile market. The real games that people just put thousands of hours into are games like you know uh, the farm the farm sim games, where sure. it's just like it, it's just that 
gratification and the purchasing, the buying thing. They it's, just want to buy stuff. It's the quick, it kind of engages my brain a little bit. I had fun. It was colorful. They want those those Great. five minutes of endorphins, and then they, they're like, oh, I like that. I'll give them $10 so that I can do that for 20 more minutes. Yeah. You know? um, they definitely are just like playing with people's endorphins and farming their money. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's an arcade on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and, like that's fine, why, I guess. Like, why not? Why, why are we making like these big 3D titles and like Diablo and like why why are we why are we doing this on mobile? And fucking Path knock, of knock Exile, they're putting Path of Exile on the phone, which they're like, which yeah. at least Path of Exile was like, yeah, we're doing it. I mean, hate us, that's fine. We hate well, us, but like we're doing and they it. literally they literally <laughs> said that. Yeah, I know. I, I, like, I love it was it. so great, and they were like, you know what? the and one guy was like surprised. Between, that that's the difference between them and Blizzard, where Blizzard just berated their fans like what well, don't you own phones aren't you going to give us money and path of exile is like yeah we're going to be those motherfuckers whatever and well, i'm like fun- you know what at least lean into it the really <laughs> funny thing about it was the one guy working on it like the main guy heading it up was like i really kind of hate this but also i i kind of hate to have to admit that it's actually kind of fun and works like i'm, I'm kind of shocked this works at all and i was like the fact that he's able to say that means that it probably isn't terrible. Um, and I definitely get it. Like if you're a hardcore POE gamer, you probably want the ability to get that experience. If like your computer's broken, you're traveling and all you have is your phone. Like I can see a reason for that because that is one of those games where people will go hardcore on it. And since they made the console version of the game, they were able to adapt the controls, so you can just use a controller with it. So at least you're able to get some level of normalcy. Um, but yeah, like they 100% know that is not like what people are excited about. And they're like, listen, we're not spending any time on this that's taking away from PoE or PoE2. And everybody's like, hey, that's cool then. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Well, that's why I never understood why people got so upset about Fallout 76. Because that was essentially the same thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, they're just testing shit out. Like, they're just throwing some new people at it and going like, yeah, I don't know. Try to make this work. They found a way to put Um, a a new microtransaction shop up that farms a few whales and lets them test out netcode. Essentially, yeah. Um, And I was just like, I knew what that game was going to be from the start. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, I was was hoping to give it a shot. I was hoping for a little more. I was hoping for... Oh, we all were. Everybody game, was. Like, I, w- I didn't have high hopes, because I'm not like this... I'm not a diehard Fallout guy. Like, I like Fallout. I think it's really good. But, like, I'm not like Andrew, where it's, like, ingrained in my soul. Um, oh, I love me some Fallout. Yeah, I, I'm not even there. I'm just like, I like Fallout okay. Um, and I'll play it occasionally, but, like, never to the extent that you guys did. Um, and like, I, I just, the thing I hated about that game is it didn't even fucking feel like a fallout game. It felt bad to play it. The walking was bad. The shooting was bad. The loot was bad. The mission sucked. The world was mediocre at best. I'll I'll be honest. The game was a definite five out of 10. Okay. Like I give it like, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. 
The game itself is like a 5 out of 10. Like, it's not that interesting, but do I just want to walk around in the woods and grind out some Fallout-y stuff and, like, listen to some old-timey music and shoot some zombies? Like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I didn't need much from that game. Here, the, the, the game, the fact that the game is still out and still taking money and still barely works is what really brings that game down to, like, a 1 or a 2 out of 10. Like, if the game just fucking worked... Yeah. I would be fine with it. It wouldn't be, it still wouldn't be a good game, but I would be, it would be a solid five. (laughs) It would be a solid five. It was average as fuck. Like for me, (laughs) for me, like even if it worked, I think it's still a three at best for me because I would rather get that fallout fix from fallout three, new Vegas or four. I honestly, every time I play 76, Within like two or three hours, I immediately uninstall it and then reinstall all of those games and start playing them. Yeah. So I understand. And literally everybody except the 10 people playing that game feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's just bonkers to me that they were, that they even put that out in the state that they put it out because like, I know the people making those games are like passionate about them. And the fact that they were like, yeah, we're going to let people play this. I was like, dude, something's wrong over there. <laughs> like somebody's sick. Well, um, so I'm my big hope, honestly, is just that uh the people working on 76 are getting decent experience. And sometimes right. the best way to get experience is to let a lot of shit break and spend a lot of time fixing it. The problem is um, they're not fixing it. <laughs> well, but like how much of that is really their fault and how much is that is just management and resources going towards that game and all that shit. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not, like, I'm not still... saying the people individually, I'm saying the company and the, the structure. Like, no, no, no. I, I see no. a management issue there and like a, an upper management level issue. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about the, the actual people working on the game itself. Cause they're oh, still yeah. working on shit. They're still fixing it. Shit. It's, you know, it's not up to them exactly what they're oh, doing. Oh no, I, I agree a hundred percent. I'm talking I, about like the company. I'm like, Oh, you guys. Okay. Well, they are, they spread themselves a little thin. Yeah. They're um, like, Hey, we need to emergency open another studio, but it, no, I, I think it's fine. Honestly, I'm not too worried about it right now. I'm just hoping those people get good experience because Bethesda is one of those things where, like, if you give them time, they're going to give you amazing games. Yeah, uh, I, and I think they've spent a little bit of a period here trying to expand and try to look into some new territory, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's coming with some hard times. Bethesda had to have a hard period. I mean, they weren't going to write off of Skyrim forever. Which is one of the reasons, which is one of the reasons that I think we're going to see Starfield very soon here. So because I don't, I don't consider I I don't consider seventy six like a like a core game, like a main game of Bethesda. And to be honest, I don't think they've really had anything. Well, for a while now, I would say go watch the the no clip documentary on 76 because it was really illuminating as to how that game came about and what they feel and thought about it. Um, Cause there was definitely a disconnect between the people making it and the people in charge of it being made. Um, yeah. And that caused most of those issues for sure. Um, and a big part of the problem was them emergency opening a new studio to start doing online stuff and having no experience with it. And 
I think they basically were like, we're going to start a new studio. And unfortunately that studio wasn't Bethesda people that it was a group of people that had experience with online stuff, but not Bethesda or fallout. And we ended up with like, we ended up with, I think two different people trying to do two different things and not being able to compromise anywhere and make it work. I think we got something that was just like, well, we got too much money invested and we got to keep the studio running and eventually they'll turn into a Bethesda studio. But I think we ended up getting a Bethesda produced game by a different game developer that wasn't on board with what they were trying to do. And they probably have weeded out enough of the people that weren't going to be on board with what they're trying to do. Um, Because yeah, you, the only thing Bethesda about that was all the fucking bugs. Like um, it was just a hot mess. And then um, so the Starfield thing, apparently there was a developer interview where they mentioned that they, thought there was like an 80% chance that game comes out this year and a 90% chance that that game comes out by next year. So I'm a little shocked by that timeline, but I guess it makes why, sense. Why, why would you be shocked by it? I, I, I keep thinking that that announcement was not as far back as, as it was. Yeah, no, it was literally years ago. Yeah, it was like two or three years ago, and I was thinking it was like a year ago. And when they kind of mentioned like, Hey, this is a long way out. Like that's stuck in my brain. Like, Oh, we're never getting this. Um, (laughs) but like, it's, it's actually like coming out before the next elder scrolls game and they're getting ready to like, tell us more about that apparently as well. Um, well, from what I know, they still don't have that much to tell us about it. Like, I'm sure they're going to give us some more specific details. Well, like, they're talking about like, be. they're talking about like end of the year, early next year, giving us more info. Um, and Which, that, that, that kind of lines up sense. with Starfield coming out at the end of the year, too. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked at this point, like based on the stuff I've heard and read that we'll see Starfield for like a Thanksgiving Christmas release. Um, and then probably Elder Scrolls six, we'll probably see like end of next year, maybe like we're going to, I, I'm, I'm almost certain we're going to see Starfield before March of next year. Yeah. Um, It it sounds like we will. Um, because they're probably going to need that. They're probably going to need that big release before March to, for their earnings. Right. Well, Um, and the other thing is they know they can't fuck this one up. Like, I, you know what? There's a, I don't... there's a lot of people that were like, "76 was bad," but I'm willing to forgive it if if you guys make good on your next couple of games because I really care about those. Well, honestly, the problem with 76, honestly, I don't even think 76 the game was even a, the biggest issue. Um, because like I said, all those people that were like, "76 sucks," they ruined the franchise. Like, shut the fuck up. When Fallout Five comes out, your ass is going to pre-order it the day you day, day it comes out. Like, yeah. Shut the hell up. But um, I, I think the big problem was like the pre-order scandal where they were supposed to be giving people canvas bags and then switched to nylon and kind of just didn't tell anybody. Right. Um, I think that lost a lot more trust with people than anything else. Because that will definitely turn people away from ever buying your shit again. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. 
Well, and like there's a it it was an interesting time when that came out because that was like not too far removed from the No Man's Sky debacle. Um but like No Man's Sky has like really made good on that game and turned it into something really great. Whereas like 76 has just kind of like gone full Katamari and just like rolled in the trash more and gotten into a bigger pile of trash. Well, um, I think people also have put controversy on top of controversy. Blizzard is looking really shaky. Blizzard's oh, yeah. been looking shaky for years. But Bethesda, the internet can think of what it's like. 76 was a massive commercial success. Right. Financially speaking. Um, and it's still bringing in money. Blades is still bringing in mo- money. Fallout Shelter is still going. Um, the modding community for a number of, of uh, Bethesda games is still going. Doom is kicking ass. Like, yeah. Bethesda's, yeah, not, new... in a, like, Bethesda's again... not in a bad position at all. And I think, like, the Microsoft merger worried me a little bit. But there's one thing that I thought of watching a lot of the What Happened videos over the past week is uh, they just drastically cut down uh, production issues and production times in their game by basically going, yeah, we're going to do PC and Xbox shit. Right. Like, we're not going to release on every platform because a lot of things that make games bad are for people that are trying to do multiple platforms and then just kind of failing on all of them. Right, and then they can do the Skyrim thing and put out a new version of it every year for the next 10 years. I mean, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's um, a valid route. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I know a lot of people want to sling shit at Bethesda all the time, like they're easy targets. But as far as I can tell, Bethesda's doing great. Apparently, Brink is going free to play, which is and, stupid and pointless. But I like thought the servers were gone for that. No idea. I just huh. heard it was they they were just I going. Heard yep, that. I like it's Brink. Free- yeah, Brink was fine. It's not that interesting. I don't think it being free to play now makes a bit of difference. But if your company's doing real bad, you don't suddenly just go, yeah, we're just going to give some games in our catalog away for free, right. which they already did with Daggerfall. They already did it with Arena. So, like. Well, and it's it's pretty cool, too. Like, you know, with the whole Game Pass thing again with Xbox, like, we're we're able to play every Bethesda game for free now or not free, but like as part of something I'm already paying for, which is, Um, you know, a lot of people have game pass. You you pretty much, it's a good way to preserve your games community and you know, your, your active player numbers. Yeah. And from what I can tell, most of the people, like if you own Xbox, you own game pass because why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you? Um, so I think it's a good, it's a good route to go. It's a good business model. That's going to bring them in money. Um, yeah, and I mean, you, like, you know, if you go, hey, here's all these giant, sprawling worlds that are all game of the year award winning titles, just for free on the service that you already have. Yeah, they added is like a great way to bring in more people. Seventy games or something with Bethesda. Yeah, I mean, I mean she, bring it on! Like that's going to make content, more people play. Like they have EA with Game Pass now as well, and there's more games coming from Bethesda alone than from all of EA. Which is kind of bonkers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah Bethes- it, it, it's a hell of a library. Bethesda has a long history of making really terrible uh, side series and fucking up franchises. I mean, people want to act like 76 is going to be the downfall of Fallout. Dude, Elder Scrolls had uh, 
Battlespire and Red, the disaster that was Redguard, right? Um, or the Oblivion mobile game. Like you want to talk about bad Bethesda titles? Seventy six is not even close to the worst. Um, and Elder Scrolls is doing just fine. So, <laughs> well, and they're fucking they're set because, like you said, seventy six is still making money and fucking uh, Elder Scrolls Online is a fucking oh. powerhouse. Yeah, ESO is not going anywhere. It's been one of the top MMORPGs like, for several like, years now. Hey, it's been about nine months. Here's another expansion and two more mini expansions and buy these 10,000 microtransactions. And like, honestly, I I, th- I find the game kind of boring. Like, it's a solid MMO. I don't want to trash it. Um, it's way MMO's better just... than when it came out. That's another game that was terrible when it launched. It was. And MMOs, I think, just bore me quickly. Um, but I have friends that have been playing it since it came out and are still playing it tons every day. Like it keeps an active player base and people spend the money on it. So, I mean, I played it every day for like three months for like eight hours. Like I played a lot of that fucking game. Yeah. I mean, ESO is not going anywhere. Um, Um, and like you said, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I just got real tired of the way the abilities and combat work in that game. But like the world is fucking great. It's really yeah, cool. Lots of storytelling. And it's That's good storytelling. It's not it's not just reading shit. Like it's voice acted. And it's Which like, is nuts. Yeah. Like that's yeah, a ton no. of voice acting. Also, and that's it's, a very big game. Here's the thing that I want to know, and we haven't had another real Elder Scrolls title. Well, I mean, we've had Blades, and same question. So what's canon? Yeah. At this point. Because like in Arena and Daggerfall, it didn't really matter, right? You have a world and there's some quests, but, like, Daggerfall and Arena had, like, nothing to do with each other, and the world kind of shifted, and it didn't even really make a difference. So, I might like, be mistaken, but I remember reading something about, like, like the timelines being a big deal, like, when things happened is how they separate some of those, and then also some of them are, like, alternate reality versions of the no, same timeline. No, so... Here's here's my favorite thing that Bethesda did. So like I said, Arena and Daggerfall, the story didn't really matter, right? They were just writing some fantasy shit, the D&D nerds, all right? right. Um, and then there was like Battlespire and Redguard, which didn't really go anywhere and were so singular in their adventures that it really had no impact on the world anyway. Um, and then you had Morrowind. And that's when they first got serious about really defining like a storyline timelines things that happen you really impacted the world but the problem with daggerfall was that you could end the game in like five different ways and it drastically affected the like the way the world was supposed to be even though in game it didn't really make a difference so their explanation for doing it was going oh okay well they're all canon like all five things happened at once and it split the time rift and then it all came back together. So somehow they just all happened. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of sure. what I, what I read though, where it was like, yeah, you know, it, there was like a timeline thing where it just kind of changed and split and yeah. And then it just mashes back together. <clears throat> and then you have a cohesive timeline from Morrowind, Oblivion and, uh, and Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even have two books out and they're canon. And then you have ESO and their way of dealing with that was, 
well, we'll just make this a whole era before those games even right. started. Yeah, they were in a different time, different era. So now you have all of that being canon. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know when Blades exists, but like, is that canon? Like, is ESO truly canon? What are they doing with the next game? Because we haven't had another mainline game since they started doing this stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a bonkers huge universe. Um, And not to forget all of the fucking books in those games. There's like... Oh, yeah. You know, thousands and thousands of pages of books to read in those games. And and here's the thing. Um, I both love and hate that there's books in those games. Because I love that there's that much lore and the stories are worth reading. They're all well written and they get a lot of actual professional fantasy writers to put that stuff in. Um, but it's a real game breaker. Like, I just never want to stop and read a book in that game. See, I will. So I, I won't if, read all of them, but I'll, and you know what, and I'll read like 10% of them. Just just for people like you, I'm glad they're there. Um, And I, I always feel like I should read them. I just, I always just get too impatient. You know how I am with games. I, I was just always happy that they never made it like the quest mechanic where you have to like sit there and read a 10 page book to know where to go for the next mission. You did, but it was like that. It didn't become it was, like it, a thing that like it was, it was, was in every enough, game. Problem. Yeah. It wasn't like a main mechanic or something. They didn't like double down on like, you got to read our fucking books. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, like, in Skyrim, there was a lot of that in Dungeons. Like, read the book to know what goes on. Or you could just, you know, run through and kill everything and just do the puzzles. Um, I mean, is it going to take you longer to figure out? Maybe. But, like, you could still do it. You don't really have to read it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I sure as fuck didn't. <laughs> um, oh, but, look, if you ever want to sit and have a good read, you can always go to... Uh, the Imperial Library, just Google yeah. Imperial Library, and it's got like most of the books there, and you can just read your heart's content of, you know, shit about Elder Scrolls and all the books in them. Right. So we forgot about one game that came out, um, or it didn't come out, but it's coming out fairly soon, and it's, I think, June 1st, is the new Warhammer. Um, what is it? Necro something. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. Necromunda, I think. Necromunda, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're basically like a mercenary that just like goes out and murders enemies of the empire. Um, and you have a a cybernetic mastiff dog, and a bunch of like um, like friends to help you out. But I did not expect that gameplay to basically be Doom and be super fast-paced. Like, that kind of blew that's, me away. That's kind of the thing that I've always wanted from a Warhammer game. Yeah. You should and, feel fast and badass. And you're not even a right. Space Marine. You know what? That's upsetting. But I don't care. Like, that's a universe where, like, I feel like every type of game that they've made for that is like, cool, I don't give a shit about this IP and this kind of game. Um, like, honestly, this is, this is one of the first where I'm like, all right, this, this, please have good music. Right. The only, <laughs> the only other game, and I've played, like, every 40K game, I think, um, except for, like, the new Total Warhammer one, because I'm, I'm not 
that much into that style of game, like the total war, total Rome war bullshit. Like it's cool. It looks really neat, but like I don't enjoy playing those. Um, but anyway, Inquisitor Martyr is the action RPG like uh, Diablo style game. Yeah, and you play as a Inquisitor in power armor, or as like an assassin or a tech priest, and that's the only game that I've felt like a fast, like super badass mass murder killer. Like you feel like you are the most fucking powerful thing in that universe because you are. Um, and it moves fast. It has a lot of items. It's got a shitload of like 40 K look and like items and like, let me activate the teleportarium and I'm turning off. I I'm going to God, what do you say? There was a line in there where it was like, I'm, I'm refilling my, um, God, what is it? like I'm refilling my worship glands or something like that. <laughs> I was like, that is the most Warhammer fucking Gothic tech bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> like your what glands? This is something that I definitely don't have in my body. Give me, um, give me one sec. The dog needs to go out. Okay. Okay. Um. So, so you want to hear some, uh, some insane, like the most forty k thing that I think I've ever seen. Um, what's that? So, one of the mission, like when you st- first start the game, you're like walking through a room. And a servitor, which is basically like part of a body of a person that's been like turned into a machine. So it can like move and it, usually they'll like, if they don't need it to go anywhere, they'll just like take the head with the brain and maybe the shoulders and arms and just like stick it into a machine and be like, you do this now. <laughs> um, so it's basically like a human body turned into a machine. Um and one of them just kind of like comes alive, so to speak, like becomes cognizant again and starts trying to talk to you before it just explodes. And the guy's like, well, that was weird. Basically was his response. That doesn't usually happen. Um, Cause they're like mind wipe machines at that point. They shouldn't have the ability to speak anymore. Um, and later on you find out it was actually, the machine spirit that lives in this enormous space cruiser was trying to communicate with you, but the body of that servitor was too weak to allow him to speak through it. So it exploded. I love that. And I was like, that is some hardcore sci-fi bullshit. And I love the fuck out of that right now. <laughs> um, I was just like, God damn, that was dark. <laughs> but like, Oh man, that that game is I would say if you're a 40k fan, that is a like mandatory play. Um because it's a competent ARPG. Like it's I don't think it's as good as um like Diablo 2 by any stretch. It's very different and it's definitely not as like it's not as scaled up and intense or as depth as in-depth as Path of Exile. But as far as gameplay feel, 
I would put it on par with those games like Diablo and PoE because it has a fucking phenomenal feel to it. And there is a shitload of weapons that all feel different and a shitload of skill trees that you unlock by doing the activities. So if you're like, I'm going to use a flamethrower and I want to like run fast, you can put points in movement speed and then like stuff that like reduces cooldown on movement abilities. And then you're like, I'm going to use a flamethrower. And after I burn enough dudes to death and, you know, cleanse the unpure, um, it unlocks a heat damage skill tree after you've done it enough. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of kind of cool little details in there and there's a shitload of classes and weapons. Um, the armor all have different like extra abilities. So like one might have like the jetpack, so you can like leap slam basically. And then another one might be like a devastator suit of armor. So it's got fucking giant rockets on the back that you can use. Um, and you can, if you're like, Oh, I, I don't like using grenades you can carry around a force field generator instead. Um, just a lot of like, usually like you stick a belt on a character and you get some stats or like maybe a skill boost or a cooldown reduction, but they're like, Oh, we're going to give you a belt that does that. And then you're also going to be able to attach things onto it, almost like jewelry in a action RPG. Um, that like totally change the way that you play. It's not just like stats. It's actually like gameplay impact and you can like fully customize the colors and style and how dirty or beat up armor is and like make it like, you know, you can upgrade how fancy it looks basically. Like, is this just like base, you know, looking item or is this like you, you want to spend some money and make this thing look fucking super badass? Um, there's a lot in that game. Right on. I haven't checked that one out yet. Yeah, it, it's great. Like if you, if you have an action RPG itch, you need to scratch. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that don't enjoy path of exile. Cause it's just, they don't like the feel. They don't like, you know, how the skills work. The skill tree is too big. There's a lot of things that people could not enjoy it in POE. Um, and I think this game is like, kind of that halfway step between where there's like a thousand things you can do with each character and make them play totally different, but it's a little more simple to wrap your head around making a build. And you just kind of naturally end up doing that because it like gives you more stuff. The more you do that stuff. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. I, um, <clears throat> changed the subject a little bit. Had an update on cyberpunk. Oh. Yeah. Since their last patch didn't really have anything but like trying to fix the game from just dying. This next patch is supposed to be their first major patch, which was supposed to come out a month ago and still hasn't released. Um, and it's supposed to make driving less unbearable. I would like to see that. <laughs> this 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 game has been out for a little bit, like Yeah, we're going like what, six months? Uh this isn't looking great. Um, and I know that they said, like, hey, it's probably going to be another year before it's even kind of what we wanted to put out in the first place. Right. Um, but goddamn, that was... Okay, so it's only been out for, like, three and a half months. Oh, 
Man, I don't know. There's so much that still needs to be done to that game. and like I keep looking at it, wanting to play it. Because there were parts of it I, I thought were pretty cool. But like, I, mean, I, I pop it in for a couple minutes here and there, but like, I don't know. There were parts I, of that game. It's too grindy now. I don't know. There were parts of that game that immediately turned me off of it so hard that I don't know that I ever will go back to it. Even if they fix the driving and the bugs. Like, the fact that you can't customize the look of your character again after you start the game. Well, I think that's some of the stuff that they're... They, I mean, they plan on adding more customization. I don't think that they've really delved into what that means yet. Yeah, again, if um, I can't do it after I start playing, I don't care. Um, And the fact that, like, you can't transmog gear, so I don't have to run around looking like a fucking cyber hobo. So that <laughs> yeah, I, I am, don't die immediately. Like I am fuck pretty that. fucking tired of looking like a cyber hobo all the time. Like I appreciate that you put like some fucking sparkly glitter white pants in your game that are like skin tight because that's a funny option. But can we maybe not make nine out of ten items look like that? Like I don't necessarily want a neon pink coat and shiny sparkle glitter pants i think my issue is like i don't need i don't need a stack grind i'd like just make like tier three pants that generally have this much defense yeah so i don't have to look at like well here's the pants i want and they give me 14 armor and here's what's basically like ladies lingerie that i guess i'm wearing now because it has 128 armor i guess like, I guess I have to take that in order to keep getting through the game because, like, fucking way better stats, but I don't want to wear that. Like, Yeah, like, so, for example, when I first started playing that game, I didn't use, like, 95% of the items that I found that were way better than my stuff because I refused to wear, like, the fucking fedora or whatever it was. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, I would rather just not have the stats and have a harder time playing the game than have my character look like this. Um, well, I think that was kind of the problem, because, like, in, in GTA, like, you just buy clothes. Yeah. And I would be fine if we just got rid of the stats altogether and I could just buy clothes. Yeah, like, how about instead of, uh, you know, putting stats on clothing, you put the stats on, you know, a fucking implant. Or... Yeah, just just make the make the whole perk system better in general, please. Yeah, like, that game, I, I didn't have high expectations. Like, we talked at length about that game before it came out. And I am on record saying exactly what happened. Um, that that game would come out and have a ton of issues... And not at all be what anybody expected or wanted, and I mean, it would I was completely I was fall the off the radar within a month of launch, and it did. It <laughs> wasn't even a month; it was like two weeks at most. No, I mean, that, but that's exactly what I said too. Was like looking at what was happening with the release schedule and the delays, and like, yo, this game is gonna be flaming hot garbage when it comes out. Yeah, and just FYI, I don't know what it'll end up becoming. Apparently, because I didn't play the Witcher games, all right. Um, I'm told this company really listens to their fans and they have a history of really supporting and working on their games for a while after launch. Yeah. I I definitely Um, saw that with Witcher, which I still, I'm not a big Witcher fan either. Um, But 
like it's a cool game like i enjoy watching people play that sometimes um and i think it's a cool universe but like not really my cup of tea as far as me playing it um and again cyberpunk like the combat in that game just doesn't even feel good um and it like, feels I think, fine I think for me. I don't, Elder Scrolls I don't... Online has better like talk, like better voice lines on a random five minute side mission. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, and the, the combat's fine for me. I really hated the combat in GTA, and yeah. this uh, this is fine. I, I'm not. It's not like super impressive. But it's basically faster paced Deus Ex, which fine. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it's not something that I'm like, wow, the combat in this is amazing. It's it's passable. It works. It's combat, and that's one of the problems I actually kind of have with it right now. Is like I have been waiting for some of these updates to keep going through the story mm-hmm. because I don't want to just you know yeah. have it glitch the whole time I'm trying to get into it. Right. Um. So I've been doing all the side mission stuff and like 90% of the side missions are like, go here and shoot some people. Right. And I'm like, all right, well the combat's not that interesting. Like, could we not Yeah, I need I, some other better shit to do? I basically that isn't did... just the same shit from Grand Theft Auto, but like cyberpunk land, you know, I did like maybe an hour worth of missions after the tutorial kind of wrapped up like the intro thing. Like, you go and you get your first uh, mod or whatever where you can yeah. see see the crosshair on the gun or the ammo counter or whatever, get your hand upgrade. I basically got to the mission after that, and I went and like did a side mission and basically walked through a nightclub and killed everybody in it. Um, like That was the mission, was just go kill this dude. Um, and like I did it with basically no armor, and had zero trouble doing it. But I was also just like, well, yep, just wait here at this corner for a second. Okay, go around, shoot this guy with a shotgun. Like, it was very, like, just generic shooter. Like, yeah, there was nothing it's, interesting or cool about it. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's just it, not it's interesting. Fine. It's just yeah. a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's um, so many better games to get that experience. Well, and I think... Like, my biggest problem with Cyberpunk, really, like, the driving's not even that bad for me. I played Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, but it, it's the fact that it's just Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same kind of side missions. It's the, like, the story seems pretty good. I've played a few hours, like, a few hours of the story already. It's interesting. It's good. But, like, great. But the whole point of playing this open world game is for me to really feel like I'm in this city and doing shit. And, like, why do I really give a shit about being in a futuristic setting if it's literally the same as being in not a futuristic setting? Right. Like, give me something. Come on. And it's one of the reasons you need to be able to drastically change your appearance, uh, you know, after you make a character... Like, why am I not buying, like, weird robot arms and, like, you know, switching to weird genders that don't exist or something? Like, come on, man, it's the future. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I I don't know. I just... 
I feel like that game could have been really good. Like there, there are a few things about it that are really interesting and cool. Like some of the characters are pretty neat. Like some of the stuff looks pretty cool. Um, they built a neat little world. I just wish I had more of a reason to be in it. Yeah. Like it's one of those games that actively tries to make you stop playing. (laughs) Well, Um, I really wish I have been waiting for a game to do this and I, I was hoping cyberpunk would get the hint. And if any of the developers are listening to this shit, um, I think one of the things that was really great about Duke 3d, Duke Nukem 3d, when that came out, like it was essentially just a doom clone. There was a lot of doom clones coming out, but the fact that you could interact with the environment a bunch for no fucking reason whatsoever Right. Was one of the best parts of Duke Nukem 3D. If you're just going to make a goddamn Grand Theft Auto clone, just add a lot of interactive shit in the environment so it actually makes me want to go around and do shit. It doesn't mean much, just make a lot of it. I feel like there's a little bit of a chance that Necromunda has... There's a chance that game might be better than Doom Eternal. Because it looks like they made Doom Eternal in the Warhammer 40k universe. And they gave you, like, companions and, like, people to talk to and, like, things to interact with in the environment like you're talking about. um, Other than punching it or shooting it, which I'm a big fan of. Don't get me wrong. I love Doom Guy just punching panels that he doesn't want to work. um, Or wants them to work in some cases. But... It's really cool that you like actually interact with the world around you in that game, and then you get Doom gameplay with a fucking auto cannon. Yeah, like, and a fucking cyber dog that will fucking murk people. It's well, and it's like, got look, potential you, to be great. If you have a good a good formula, all you really need is to put me in an even cooler universe that I didn't play that formula in before. So like. Doom is great for everything that Doom is. But Doom is um, a real one-note fucking thing. No, but you know what? I love that. They can keep playing that one note as long as they want. Doom is fucking amazing. Here's yeah. the thing, though. If you want to make Doom, but put it in the Warhammer 40k universe... Yeah, give me another one. Sure. Okay, cool. Sure, yeah. I'll play that again in like a completely different aesthetic, like a whole different environment with its own problems and shit. And so that's kind of the thing I have with Cyberpunk. It's like, all right... It's but it's like an exact clone. Like what makes this the future? Like Yeah. It was, give give me give me some futuristic shit, you know? It was like, like it was the McDonald's Rockstar of Cyberpunk. Rockstar repeated Grand Theft Auto with the Wild West, and that definitely felt different. There there felt yeah. like a reason to play Red Dead Redemption too. Um but I don't know. I play Cyberpunk, and I'm like GTA Five is still online. Like I can just go play that. Like maybe, <laughs> sort of, sort I mean, of, sort online. of. But I mean, like even solo. Like I could just go play that game. Like yeah, I already have story, more time yeah. in it. I already have more stuff. Like why would I do this all over again just because everything's in neon now? And you don't have to look like a fucking cyber stripper hobo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we need more. That was the, one of the things I loved about like the old school Doom clones because I love playing that shit. And like, so you've got Doom. Well, like I said, it's great, but then you have stuff like uh, Blood and uh, Hexen. Oh yeah, and even Shadow Warrior. 
and Duke Nukem. Like they all kind of took you to vastly different environments with their own like weapons and their own like f- the characters had their own flavor and shit. And I'm like, I love all of these. They're all great. Like, I, so what if they're all basically just Doom? Like they all do enough different. Well, you know what? I'm like, I'd... I'll play Doom again. I played every fucking Unreal game for hours and hours. And you know what? They all have the same fucking weapons and characters, and they're all fucking great. Like, they just got better looking and just more impressive. Yeah, and that's all That's all I want. Like, make it different enough for me to want to play it. Like, give me a reason to play it. And if it just comes down to, like, aesthetic choices, like, fucking get artsy with it. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. But, like, if the formula works, hey, you know what? I'm not going to argue about some clones. Like, that's fine. Just make it different enough, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm the fucking guy over here that was, like, super excited about um, Let's Go Pokemon, like the Pikachu and Eevee. Oh, yeah. Because it was basically just fucking Pokemon Red and Blue or Yellow, but a, a new update version that looks better and plays a little better. Like, fucking yeah! Oh, no, I'll yeah, take no, it. It was it was great talking to Beth because she sees me like I, she's seen me play Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Black and White, uh, Pokemon X and Y, Pokemon Cafe. I was playing Pokemon Gold the other day. She's like, they're all the same game. I'm like, you shut your fucking mouth! No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but they you are, do but the same. Not. Thing? Like, oh, I know it's the same formula, and it's an amazing fucking formula. And I'm gonna keep buying these games until they die or I die. <laughs> I expect these left on my grave, bitch. <laughs> I'm a Pokemon master till I die, son. Oh god. Like I I yeah. wish I wish there was like a world where people, you know, it, it was normal to see people walk around with like Pokemon clipped onto their belts, like Pokéballs. I mean, I mean I know you can I'm, see that at, I'm, like I'm told Baltimore is pretty known for dog fighting. Well, I, I just mean like aesthetically, like that people just walk around and they like you do see it now and like you saw it a lot when Go first came out. Um but people would like dress up as like a Pokemon trainer basically because, you know you can be a Pokemon trainer that's like also a fucking hiker. So yeah. somebody's wearing like, you know, hiking boots and some shorts and a brown shirt. And they've got a Pokemon trainer hat and some Pokeballs clipped to their belt. Um, but now, like, it, it's pretty rare unless it's, like, a big group of people that are, like, planning to get together for raids and stuff. Um, I'm telling you, that's where either VR or, like, Holotech is going to go, man. We're going to see it in our lifetime. People are going to be doing well, Pokemon battles on the street. I mean, it, it's already pretty close because we've got the AR. Like, yeah. The, altered reality where you you see like titus absolutely loves playing pokemon go where he can use the camera and like there's some really funny shit you can do where like i was playing it in the top floor of a hospital and the pokemon appeared outside the window i was next to so it looked like there was like a four-story tall um i don't know what it was it was like a four-story tall Bulbasaur or something sitting in the parking lot on top of the cars. <laughs> and I took a picture and I was like, this is fucking f- just phenomenal. Like, what is I, happening? I saw a meme earlier that somebody took a picture. It was just a Bulbasaur in the grocery store sitting on top of a bunch of cabbage, just kind of camouflaged in. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of those with the uh, graveyards, by the way. Yo, hold on. We got to talk about and I, it. I, I am suspicious that it is mostly this new generation of Pokemon trainers. Um, But I, I think it was well established when we were kids. You either picked Charmander or Squirtle. Nobody picked Bulbasaur. Now all of a sudden, yeah. the internet seems to be pretty hardcore that Bulbasaur is the best, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so I, I think there was, I think there's an argument to be made that the Bulbasaur episodes of the Pokemon TV show were pretty good. Like they were way better than the in-game Bulbasaur for sure. Because you're yeah, right. No, it was Bulbasaur either in the or anime blue. was great for sure. And there, I mean, there was always like that one weird kid that wanted it, you know. There was always the kid that was like, I'm going Bulbasaur because my friend has Squirtle and I like to beat him. Um, or you like, just had the people who were like, well, it's easier to beat the first half of the game with Bulbasaur. Yeah, Bulbasaur sure. is the easiest starter to pick uh, for sure. Right. But yeah, the problem with like, I, I've heard the argument that like, oh, Bulbasaur was so great in the fucking TV show. Dude, have you watched the fucking Charmander episode where his tail is about oh, to go out? And he, th- yeah. that is the most heart wrenching fucking TV show. Like, that's the most heart wrenching cartoon I've ever watched. And well, that's also that's all the anime is the same argument I have when people are like, "Well, you got to pick Charmander because Charizard's the coolest." Bitch, have you not seen the Squirtle Squad? I was just gonna say, and then you got the Squirtle Squad, like. <laughs> They've got the fucking like eighties glasses. Like yeah. dude, no. Nah. Like there's no argument for for the uh Bulbasaur, I'm sorry. Like it's it's a fine Pokemon, I suppose. Like the Vine Whip is a pretty cool skill and the seed cannon thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's all fine. But like then you've got like and Venusaur is pretty cool and Ivysaur is alright. I mean here's the problem with Venusaur though, is like Okay, Venusaur looks like a giant mean-looking turtle plant. All right, sure. Think what you want about that. But you're choosing between a motherfucking dragon yeah, or a gianter turtle with goddamn cannons on its back. Yeah, Fuck have you. you seen Hydro Pump? Like, what is wrong with your dumb ass? Like, Yo oh, is... you, you, you shot some light on me? It got warm over here? between you picked plant over dragon and gun what is wrong with you yeah it's Uh, give me give me one second let the dog back in that's a that's an invalid argument all right i'm back so you were you were a uh a charmander player right like that's who you um i think charmander was the first one that i ever actually chose i don't remember um, but no, I, I think over the years consistently, I was, uh, I was Squirtle. I so, pretty much always pick Squirtle. I have consistently picked the water type every single game. Um, I have actually, mine has shifted over time and I was just looking at this the other day. Oh, let me see. Gen starters list. Cause I used to never pick grass and that has actually changed over the years. And like I didn't like a bunch of the water starters. Like I really don't like uh Oshawott. Um but like okay. I just always I, I always have liked water type Pokemon the most. 
Uh, I think water, well, I'm always more of a fire trainer in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually go with the water starter, but fire Pokemon and dark Pokemon are usually the two that I go for pretty heavily. And steel. I'm a big fan of steel. So, um, Squirtle for Gen 1. And then again, Totodile for Gen 2, because oh, yeah. Feraligatr is a goddamn monster. Yep. Um, and then I went Torchic, because I didn't like Mudkip. Yeah, again, I, I did not like Mudkip, but I, I did go with Mudkip because I always pick the water starter. Um, and then in Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, I went back to water with Piplup, which was fine, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really like any of the starters in that generation. Um, and then in the Black and White series, that was the first time I ever went Grass because I picked Snivy. Snivy I, is actually like pretty... Snivy. Snivy is a dope ass motherfucker. Like, and I and I hate Oshawott. Like, <laughs> I, I've okay. I actually, I think of all the generations, um, the Unova region is my least favorite for all of their Pokemon, but especially like I think they have the worst starters of all of the games. No, no. First of all, Diamond Pearl Platinum is uh, no. Yeah, that that one's easily the one where I think I hate them all the most. Or the X and Y series. I didn't really like them there either. Which um, one is Diamond Pearl? Uh, oh, that's so... Turwig, Chimchar, Piplup. See, like, I'm Piplup's okay. fine. I'm okay but... with Piplup and Chimchar. Like, I don't love Chimchar, but it's all right. But, like, yeah, honestly, almost all of the the grass starters are... Ugh. Yeah. No, Snivy was cool, and I like the Unova region. They it brought in a lot of Pokemon that I actually really enjoy, um, especially uh, Scraggy and Scrafty. Uh, big fan of those, and like the Coffin Pokemon. I forgot. <laughs> like they're they're just kind of cool. Like I don't yeah. know. Um, Lion's dope. Like I don't know. X and Y had some good shit. Um, let's see. Also, Rowlet can fuck right off. Hold on. Hold on. So, X and Y, Chespin, Fennekin, Froakie. Um, what did Froakie turn into? Uh, he turned into Frogadier and then Greninja. Oh, yeah. I think I picked Fennekin in that game. I um, like... Because I fucking hate Froakie, but Greninja See, I is like... fucking badass. I like all of the Froakie evolutions. I, I like Fennekin, but I don't like its next two evolutions. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I picked Fennekin because I thought Froakie looked stupid as shit, and then Froakie turned out to be the one with the dope evolutions. Always pick the water starter. Um, and then there's Sun and Moon, where actually Rowlet is hands down the best one, and I will defend that till the day I die. Oh, I will fight you. That is, <laughs> that is a garbage Pokemon that should no, be hunted you are into wrong. a volcano. Whatever Puplio turns into can fuck off. Litten turns into, like, a roid cat that can fuck off honestly i hate all um, of them <laughs> like no rowlet turns into a goddamn like forest ranger owl that shoots like phantom arrows and fighting no, a dude no i'm sorry rowlet 100 will pick that every goddamn time i i agree like the final evolution the decidui is better but i don't like it when pokemon get real edgy like that like, I'm just not a fan of that particular style. Oh, I totally... I'm still an edgelord to this day. Absolutely. Also, 
like I'm not a big fan of the uh, Sobble. So yeah, Sword and Shield. So I think Grookey and Sobble are both stupid, and then when they fully evolve, they're still stupid. Well, um, and then Score Bunny is amazing. And then you get the Cinderace, but I don't like that character either because it's basically just a furry. It's a soccer player, and I think it's awesome. I don't know. <sighs> I, I just Score, can't get on board with that. Score Buddy's like like Sword Shield's another generation where I don't really give a fuck about the starters. But yeah. like if I've got to pick between the three, it's easily Score Bunny. Like I don't have to think about it. Like out of those three choices, I know which one I want. Honestly, I, I don't like any of them. I'm okay with the uh, Rylaboom being basically just a big fucking, like, gorilla with leaves. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. But, like, also, why are all... Of, I'm just kind of realizing this. All of the, like, set, like mid-tier evolutions, the, the second, first evolution, they're also throwaway. It feels like those... You're barely even... I don't even remember what any level. of them are. Yeah, they're all... And honestly, I just kind of looked through all of them on Bulbapedia. Like, they almost all have, like, a very, very similar look to the final evolution on the mid-evolution. Like, yeah. the longer you go, the closer they get to looking the same. Um, They're just kind of, like, making them look a little bit more fancy in the final evolution. Which um, here's the thing. Is that good or bad? Like it kind of seems like they're trying to make it a little more like evolution. Like this isn't going to turn into a whole different thing that turns into a whole different thing. Like here's the next step. But at the same time, wasn't it a little more exciting when you were like, I have no idea what this motherfucker is going to turn into. Yeah. And you like, know, like, yeah, like look at like, I actually, I don't like the way war turtle looks at all. Um, oh, I love War Turtle. But he also looked 100% different in every evolution. Yeah. Like, totally different. And then, like, as soon as you get to um, Gold and Silver, it's like, that's when it started. Like, oh, they're going to look almost identical in their second and uh, first and second evolution. I mean, to be fair, they look almost identical all the way around. Yeah. Like, they don't really change that much in all their evolutions. They just get kind of bigger and extra. Yeah, like... <laughs> they add more stuff to them. But, like, the one that looks the most similar to me, like, it was actually, I was like, Jesus, did, did they change anything at all? Was the uh, Sobble, I think it is. Yeah. Maybe they just don't have an updated picture on Bulbapedia, though. Yeah, okay, so it's a broken link. I was like, Jesus, this looks identical, because it, it's identical. I they mean, Fennekin actually... basically just stands upright and hey, grabs a stick. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, some of these, I'm just like, all right, y'all, come on, try a little bit. Yeah, you can um, put a little effort into this. <laughs> well, and it's really frustrating when we finally get like those beta dumps of gold and silver. And I'm like, you asked which Pokemon and kept what? Mm-hmm. Yo, give me my goddamn baby Vulpix evolution. Yeah, and I... Ulster, did you know Pikachu was supposed to have another evolved form after Raichu? Yeah, I, I remember like originally. about that. Yeah. 
Like, I remember, I remember being thing, a rumor, but then they actually, like, released some data on it. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> the thing that I didn't care for that they did a little bit of was when they started adding the pre-evolutions or whatever they called them. Like, the baby the ba- form. The, ba- the baby forms. I, I don't, I don't I like care them. for those. I think they're mostly a waste of time. But, like... But, I mean, I guess if we want to talk about the Pokemon that changed the most in its evolution, that's pretty obvious, right? It changed the most in its evolution. Yeah, fucking Magikarp. I don't know if that's the most. It it goes from a fish to a fucking enormous dragon in a single evolution. Yeah, but if you think about it, really all they did, other than making the mouth a little bit longer, is just extend Magikarp a bunch. <laughs> like, it's not, not really that a, different. a dragon from a fish, though. Sure. And but, I think his I eyes know. are in a different location. I think with all the generations that are out now, like there are some Pokemon where like I'm trying to figure out how to evolve them and what they even evolve into, and then when I see it, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. I'm having a, a brain collapse. What what's the dragon thing called? The Magikarp evolution? Dragonite? Not no. Dragonite. Fuck, I'm retarded. Gyarados. Gyarados, thank you. I my brain was just like, nope, I don't know what that word is. Yeah, okay, so they fucking completely changed the location of his eyes. And the, sh- the direction of his tail. It goes from vertical to horizontal. And that fish put on some serious weight. It went from like a pound to 518 pounds and gained 21 feet in size. <laughs> like... Okay, all right. But ju- in the same generation... Dragonair to Dragonite. Yeah, that's that's also fair. That's, Fucking, a, that's a pretty big transformation as well, which also one of my favorite Pokemon. That's I I hate it. I hate it so much. I fucking hate Dragonite. I don't want to battle oh, with no, like I mean Dragonair. Yeah, Dratini. I like those. I will leave Dragonair there. I'm, you're not turning into fucking Orange Barney. No, like yeah, no, you are I, staying I Dragonair. I didn't particularly like Dragonite, but I I love. Dragonair and Dratini. Um, and like Phoebos to Melodic? That one's weird. I, I don't even know what that is. How do you spell That's, that? Uh, Phoebos, F-E-E-B-A-S. I, I don't know what that looks like. Oh, that, that thing. Okay. And, and then look at its evolution. Melodic? melodic? Yeah, yeah, it goes from a fish into a serpent. Like, it's so... It's like the the ugly duckling sort of thing, right? Like, they made this hideous-looking little fucking ugly, dumb fish turn into this, like, super fancy, chic-looking serpent thing. They're just... It's so... Or here's another one. Trapinch to Vibrava... Jesus, it turns these in, names it, are ridiculous. It turns into like a turtle with a giant fucking head with fangs to like, uh, I, I don't want to see. Yeah, it kind of goes from like, I don't know, that one kind of makes a little more sense to me because it's kind of got that bug kind of evolution thing, kind of like the Kakuna turning into Beedrill or 
Butterfree with uh, what's his face? Yeah, I don't know. They just Vice they just seem Metapod. they just seem a lot weirder than Magikarp to Gyarados to me. Like there's know. some there's some strange ones the out there. Change. Wow. Also, I've never seen a clay doll, and that is a fucking horrifying Pokemon. Oh, you've never seen clay doll. I, I like wish how they I have still s- hadn't. They have some fucked up Pokemon. Have you ever looked up Spirit Omb or whatever? Oh, is that the um, coffin one? No. Spirit Omb is like one of the rarest ones because they almost never show up in any game. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one before. Yeah, that's a kind of fucking weird thing. But, like, that that isn't that far off from, like, fucking Ghastly or, you know. No, I just like that one because, like, the story behind it is basically, like, it's formed of a bunch of, like, dead spirits as a form of punishment for misdeeds. I'm like, oh. Well, <laughs> all right. we want to talk about some of the dark shit in Pokemon, like, obviously, um... God, what's its name? The little dragon dude with the where's his mother's skull? Well, that but that's like a rumor. But still, the fact that that's a rumor, like, oh, I mean, there's a lot of creepy pasta shit. But like, I think it was Gen three. It was either Gen three or Gen four when you got uh, uh, I don't know, the white and red cat beast thing and Saviper. Um, which were put in there to like literally be like prey and uh, uh predator kind of thing. At least that's like normal. That's not like creepy. That's like it's it's normal, but it's just like it's I don't it's know. Like, it's yeah. cool that that's in there. Yeah, like the Pokemon hints at deer. I like how Pokemon hints at like war and super weapons and death, but it's like never super outright about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, no matter how you go about it. Or dress it up. You're literally basically doing dog fighting. <laughs> like, well, so we really wish that they would make a more adult Pokemon because I have been reading. There's this guy that puts out like a bunch of interview quotes and a lot of information about the Pokemon series in general. Um, and I, I read his shit all the time. And one of the things that one of the early interviews or Gen One or Gen Two was that the whole concept of the game was that you weren't when you play the game you're not seeing the world necessarily as it is you're seeing the world through the lens of a 10-year-old right which is why you know nobody's talking about why there's no adults while it, why war almost doesn't come up in gen 1 at all right it's just right. kind of hinted at once or twice it's because like that's not stuff that you're hearing from adults like that's not the kind of world you're living in you're living in the world of a 10 year old that's going around on this journey yeah um and so i guess i would like a game that's like all right so just to fill out lore like what about when that trainer grows up like red after the events of gold and silver and then showing up in like sun and moon as being older and shit like, yo looks like he's been dealing with, like, stress and depression and shit. Like, what the fuck happened? What's going on in his world? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, like, the other obvious thing that everybody talks about is, like, eating Pokemon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was just like... I was like, oof, man. They're out there, like, farming those uh, 
um, mill tanks. It's like, oh, sorry, mill tank, your milk production wasn't up this week. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna go to the freezer. You don't you don't see a lot of wild mill tanks, and when you do, or you encounter them in general, they're usually in a farm. Like, yep, mm-hmm. that, that sounds correct. Yeah. So. I have one specific Pokemon that has always been my favorite. Um, and that is Sandshrew. I mean, like I've said, mine's Vulpix. And so we're like, we're right there. at those gen one loves. Yeah. And, well, and also to be fair, like I didn't really play a lot of the games after yellow. Like I don't, I don't think I even played, um, the gen two and three at all until later. Let's see. I played pretty hardcore up through Gen 2, but I never I didn't touch Gen 3 until like Okay, so I have 10 years later. I have played all of these now, but like I didn't play Gen 2 and 3 until like a couple years ago, like probably 2 years ago. I played Platinum a while ago and I think it was as a ROM. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I played I think two and three first. I think I had a legitimate copy of like Ruby, but I fucking hated it. And I ha- I still have a legitimate copy of Pearl, but I also hate it. Um, which is kind of funny because all the people that started around that gen that really fell in love with it. Yeah. Are all pissed about the way the game looks now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the new remake that's coming out. And I'm like, honestly, I'm just hoping I don't hate this game. Like I hated the originals. <laughs> that's all I can think. Also, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I do think the Pokemon movie might be the best video game movie. I, I uh, thought it was okay. I don't know. I would have to think about that one. I don't know that I can agree with that statement, but like it was good. Like it was like the original Pokemon right movie was great. Yeah. Also, one of the few games that will make me or one of the few movies that will make me tear up. Like, I'm sorry, that whole Ash Pikachu part near the oh, end and everything. Like, well, I, I'm just talking about the live-action video game movies. The live-action video game movies? Yeah, you know, like, fucking oh, Super Mario. About, and... Are you start, talking about, like, Detective Pikachu or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, well, I there's Pokemon that's... the movie. That's what I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I, I'm talking about uh, live-action video game movies. I I definitely don't know about that. Like I don't know. Look, they're cheesy and they're low budget, but like the Mortal Kombat movies hold a place in my heart. I okay. I love the Mortal Kombat movies. I don't think they're good at all. <laughs> like okay, they're but like there's a lot. They're like there's a the lot. Way White Castle is good. Like it's okay, got but nostalgia you got and it's but you good gotta, bad. You also have to like stack Mortal Kombat up against Super Mario Brothers, which I also love. Yeah, um, but even I also, though it had like nothing to do with the games, I, I don't uh, think that one is anywhere close to mortal Kombat for me. Like it's a hilarious abomination, but like, I don't think I could sit and watch the whole movie. Whereas like I watched the mortal Kombat movie probably two or three times a year. Yeah. Also the new one looks phenomenal. Well, and that's the thing. I was like, if you're going to stack the new Pokemon movie up against anything, you got to stack it up against that new mortal Kombat movie. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so far, I think the Pokemon movie, the detective Pikachu, was uh I think that was probably the best video game movie, like actually like good movie. And it wasn't like the best movie ever by any stretch, but like 
as far as like putting it up against like Resident Evil, uh, Mortal Kombat, like Super Mario Brothers. Um, the Sonic movie was not very good, but it was it was okay. It was entertaining. I'm glad they made they made the change they did, and that is the only reason that movie was okay. the The original Sonic was truly horrifying. Yeah, it was a problem. Um, and the fact that they put Jinx in the fucking uh, Detective Pikachu was so good and so upsetting to look at. There was a lot of upsetting things to look at in that movie, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, Jinx is one of those weird, weird Pokemon. Like, what a strange fucking thing to put in a child's game. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I've been burned by video game movies so much. Like, I, I was never a fan of the Street Fighter movie. The Prince of Persia movies looked so bad, I didn't even fucking bother watching them. The Assassin's I, Creed movie was hot garbage. Hitman. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So, like, you know, Resident Evil would have been interesting if it was about Resident Evil, and Silent Hill was Silent Hill was good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that, that's that's a good. Silent contender. Hill was a solid movie. I like that one. I I enjoyed it, but I I think I had more fun with the Pokemon movie, and also I'm definitely going to give them, like I am totally biased towards seeing like that fidelity level of Pokemon. Like I was I'm way here, more excited about that. I'm here for more Pokemon movies. I really wasn't thrilled with the overall story of Detective Pikachu. I don't think anybody was. We were all just excited to see Hyra's Pokemon interacting with humans. And that's the thing. Like, honestly, I think I like Silent Hill more than the Pokemon movie because the Silent Hill movie that was just a good felt movie. more like it felt more like Silent Hill, and that's another movie I'll definitely watch all the way through. Like that movie was good. Um the other gosh, what was I gonna say? Um There's another Oh Another one where I like the story was tragically bad and the acting was hard to watch, but it was really fun to see um, the Monster Hunter monsters and characters and creatures. I, I um, hadn't watched that yet. In high res, like and seeing it on the big screen, that that was the way to see that movie, because seeing a like. 60 foot basically seeing a full scale Rathalos and Black Diablos that was some fucking cool shit like they could have just had those fucking things run around and fucking breathe fire for 90 minutes and I would have been more happy um first of all especially after Skyrim why the fuck have we not had an Elder Scrolls movie yet I or even Fallout I think that the fallout one would be okay. I think you end up with a real generic, uh, like post-apocalyptic movie. I think you end up with, you know, the fucking road or something like that. Um, I think there's probably just not much of a market for that other than the, the people that play the game, which is a lot. And then the marketing would be, no, I think, for it, I think like, with all the, with all the fantasy and post-apocalyptic shit, like now would have been the best time to release either one of those things. Also, I think the big reason that you don't have that is that they don't want it to fail and be terrible. 
I mean, there's always that fear, right? Yeah, like I, I think that's like too big budget for them to gamble on right now. And also, I think there's, I think that's one of those situations where it's impossible to please everybody. And you're going to end up spending a ton of time explaining shit so that people that don't play the game have a clue what's going on. And the people that know what's going on are going to be pissed because something's wrong or they didn't spend enough time on this or that. And they spent too much time explaining, you know, what a fucking dragon shout is or something like that, you know? Um, And there's too many like special effects. Like, the budget on that is like, I think it's probably bigger than Lord of the Rings to do it correctly because think of all the fucking weird races and creatures and shit. There's so much CGI. You're basically asking for an Avatar budget movie. Um, and I just, I, I, th- I don't I think, think would, they can do it justice. I think it would be rough, but I, I think you could bring in money. It's, it's one of those things where like, I mean, I, I would be excited about it. But like, like, here's another one. Why did we never get a Halo movie again? Like at this point, Halo would probably be better as a movie. Yeah, I, I think Halo makes the most sense out of a lot of games. Um, Gears of War is another one they could probably pretty easily turn into a movie. Um, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't touch Gears of War. I'm not, Gears saying, of War, I, I'm not saying I want that or I would like no, it, but no, I, I no, could no. see that being a movie. The problem is, I don't think people like especially Hollywood people, I don't think they understand that kind of movie um, because you're, you're going to get doom. Do you want doom? Cause that's how you get doom. Well, yeah, probably like but... they made the doom movie and they were like, this is horrible. We'll make a second doom movie. And then that was also horrible. I just can't believe the <laughs> rock was in that fucking thing. <laughs> it's so um, bad. He's in a lot of bad movies though, to be fair. Uh, um, the five nights at Freddy's movie. I'm still waiting to see anything from that. Well, and let's not forget they're doing a uh, Last of Us TV show or movie. I'm fine with that. It's basically I, what it was in the first place. Well, yeah. And so that's, I think that's also part of why we don't get like Fallout or Elder Scrolls movies. I, I don't think it fits in an hour and a half or two hour movie. I think there's too much to do. I think if anything, it has to be like a Netflix series, just like the Witcher. Like that made so much sense. And that was a great show. I think Um, you could do fallout as a, as a movie. You you could probably do some kind of story with fallout as a movie for sure. I think think if you try to make that into a series, it would get dull real fast, but you're right. Elder Scrolls as a show. Yeah. That would, that would make more sense than a movie. I, I, I get you there. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of like great, like Nordic, tv series like last kingdom is based on one of my favorite books of all time and it's a fucking phenomenal series vikings was fun as hell to watch even if it was just kind of trashy pulp tv um but like had some really cool characters and a lot of really cool norse shit going on um i'm also hoping all of this like the past several years warhammer games have just been coming out like crazy and yeah, I'm, they'll, they'll I'm, license that out to fucking anybody. And I'm just like, yo, so are we? Gonna, can we get like a Warhammer series? Well, there's that Astartes um, series on YouTube that's real short, but goddamn, is it good? No, and, I want. Uh, 
give give me the new uh game of thrones is over we're dumping money into warhammer series like oh that's my God. <laughs> i i want the space wolves first book turned into a movie or a tv series so you get to see them start as these fucking savages on a planet that get together and have their like 10 best warriors all compete and then the fucking aliens they worship come down and take up the winner and turn him into a fucking space marine like because it's the farm planet for new space marines for the space wolves like uh, yeah damn um, fuck yeah let's do come on <laughs> like that was some that was probably the best 40k book i've read um it is one of the reasons i hate these like video game movies and shows that come out because i'm like dude there's so much good you could do here yeah and you all just don't know what the fuck you're doing and it drives me insane yeah the whole hollywood like machine is such a broken mess and like i'm so glad like if nothing else good has come out of netflix we've gotten some truly amazing shit like the the godzilla anime is so goddamn good the um uh what is it um the the castlevania castlevania fuck that was good there's a pacific rim show out now that's fucking cool um we got the witcher like there's so much good like nerd shit that we've gotten out of netflix that it's just like yeah i mean there's some shitty business going on there but also they've like you know they've made a ton of amazing comedians into you know multimillionaires the way they should be um you know and like they have definitely like revived a bunch of shows that just never had a chance and given them a second chance and turned it into something great. Whereas like, you know, you've got things like Hulu where they're like, you know, we're just gonna, you can watch some TV without paying for TV. And here's a couple of things we tried that weren't very good. Um, Yeah. But like, you know, we've gotten some pretty dope shit and I just, I finished the uh, Snyder cut of the justice league. And I'm sorry. I I thought it was 10 times better. Like it's still like kind of garbage compared to it's most of the Marvel so stuff. Much. It's yeah. I I think DC just they need to relax and put some fucking comedy into their fucking movies because that shit is so dark and like it's just depressing and like heavy. You know what I mean? It's like you just feel like you're in a like dark, sad room when you're watching that fucking movie. Well, that was that was always the difference to me uh, between like DC and Marvel. When people are just like, I've like I've had this argument with people all the time where it's just like Batman's so awesome, like you know he had all this money and look at what he did with it. I'm like, oh, the DC version is my parents died. I'm going to be brooding and sad and dark and mysterious. On the Marvel end, he's like, I don't know, man. I built, like, a tiny Gundam and fought Nazis. I'm a fucking badass. Look at these sunglasses. Right. I get chicks. I'm like, hell yeah, that dude's great. Like, <laughs> And I mean, and that is kind of, that is a big part of why I thought the Snyder Cut was better. Because they definitely added in a little bit more lightness and a little more, they had the characters joking around and, like, interacting with each other more which is like the best parts of the Marvel movies, right? When the characters like interact with each other. Yeah. Um, But like, also I love that they did like, I know it was in there before, but I love 
the line with Batman where it's like, what's your superpower? He's like, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, Oh, they said it. <laughs> um, but like, it is kind of funny too. like watching Batman kind of like struggle to keep up with all the people with superpowers. Like he's always showing up late because his fucking grappling hook broke or his car got destroyed. Yeah, it's like, so what's Batman's greatest strength? Uh, he doesn't, or what's his greatest weakness? He doesn't have any strengths. Like that's <laughs> yeah, like his his big superpower aside from his money is probably you know his his tactical mind. Well, like, and that's the biggest problem I always and that's have what with they Batman. play him as in that movie too. I I just I never got really the like detective part which is what batman i think we've all forgotten batman's a goddamn detective yeah um, that was a big part in the games like they definitely did. did a the lot games, of that in the games the games tried to bring that back a bit um but i feel like everyone that makes a batman movie is like i don't know make him do punchy things and i'm like okay <laughs> like, yeah well and like so i had one really serious problem with the justice league movie um when Superman comes back, he eye lasers Batman and he blocks it with his gauntlet. Sure, maybe he's got some kind of super metal material, but like he just gives him a short little blast and the whole, his whole gauntlet is like glowing red and he has to like throw it off because it's burning him. And then like a few seconds later, he eye lasers him again for like 10 fucking seconds and he doesn't even take that one off. He just like puts his arm down. He's like, oh, okay, it's fine now. Like, do you have a way better version on your right arm than your left arm? Because you should probably think about making them the same in this case. <laughs> and I know it's like for the movie, but like from all the Superman bullshit that I've seen, which to be fair is not as much as most people, um, I'm pretty fucking confident those eye lasers melt right through his fucking arm and shoot all the way through fucking 500 feet of the ground. <laughs> like, yeah, like his fucking steel gauntlet is not going to deflect the fucking laser beams. Like wonder woman at least has her fucking magical bracers to deflect them. And that shoots the beam off and cuts cars in half and shit. But like Superman and Batman are just like, how did Batman not just, get a hole punch through his chest instantly. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I think it's hard to write for a character as vastly um, unoriginal and stupid as Superman is. Superman's a terrible character. I'm sorry. Fucking. Yeah. I don't understand people that are like Superman was great. Superman well, I mean, was never like, great. You have I like understand. every advantage and like no real weakness. And then you're like, he saved the day. And I'm like, yeah, I understand why he exists as a comic book character. Like it makes total sense to give people a hero that they need. Like they want that, like, you know, this is my guy. He can't lose. This is America. Like, you know what I mean? Like it makes sense. But like, as far as like now dealing with Superman and looking at him compared to like every other superhero. And it's just like, yeah, his one weakness kryptonite, but you know, what if he just eye lasered you from, you know, across the planet <laughs> like, <laughs> or just flies into outer space and then comes down and smashes everything. Like, well, and he doesn't like immediately melt. Like what if he just fucking started speeding into you from a long distance? Like right. just let 
physics take care of your body uh, just completely vaporizing, and then he can have like an allergic reaction for half a second, whatever. Well, and like, like <laughs> you know, and then we have the issue of like he's able to like you know keep up with or go faster than the Flash, but he doesn't. I maybe it's hap- It's probably happened in a comic book, but he doesn't like reverse time with it like Barry Allen can do. I don't know. I thought that was weird. It's all weird. It's suspension of disbelief sort of thing, for sure. It's superhero bullshit. I get it. But I like, think this is why I like that there are new contenders in the video game publishing market. Because I feel like Marvel just kind of petered out. DC stopped understanding what to do decades ago. Um, but then you've got stuff like Boom, where you're like, okay, like, yeah. Boom and IDW and Image and Dark Horse are all like, dude, we'll try a whole bunch of shit. Um, well, and I... Fucking, we'll try to add some real story into this. Like, we'll give you some and alternatives. And to be fair, like, I really right. do love the Marvel movies. Like, I, I was not a huge comic book kid, as we've established, but um, I have a fucking great time watching those movies. They look great. The characters are fun and interesting for the most part. And I recently, like, I want to say, like, about a month ago... I finished rewatching the entire Marvel universe um, in order. Like, I like that they have that on Disney, by the way. There's a thing where you go and you select the property, whether it be like, you know, Marvel or um, uh, Disney movies or whatever. And it will, it has a section where it just lists them in order, like canonical order of like this one, this one, this one, not necessarily the order the movies released in. Right. So that was pretty cool. That's um, kind of cool, I guess. Um, also, I think the Thor movies might be the worst Marvel movies. They they all just, I don't know, they became too samey for me. Yeah. Like, Marvel has a formula, right? Um, oh, for sure. But I guess when I started seeing every formula repeated, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really care anymore. I um, mean, I w- Black I Panther was good. Yeah, like, Black, <laughs> of course, and then fucking... Um, Black Panther dies, which is real unfortunate. Yeah. Um, who also turned out to be a fucking amazing human, which is extra depressing. Like the motherfuckers going to cancer wards for kids and like cheering them up as the Black Panther while he's literally dying of cancer as he does it. Mm. Like that is, ugh. But yeah, so Black Panther was pretty cool, and then um, Doctor Strange was a little bit different. I got I got bored. I mean, it feel it feels like they tried something else, but I just kind of got bored watching it. Yeah, I mean, it was better watching it my second time through. I think, um, but like, I don't know. I I liked some of them. Guardians of the Galaxy actually was pretty different, which was one of the ones where they were like, "I don't think we're going to do this anymore." And I'm like, "Why? They're good." Yeah, I'll definitely go see another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like um, you could tell me there's an uh, I've missed. People are like, D- don't didn't you keep up with what happened in the Avengers movie? I'm like, I don't even think I've seen any of them. I don't fucking know. I don't care. Well, um, but Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I'm there on the first day. And, and they did a lot of different shit with the Ant Man movies. Like both of them were very different from each other and different from the Marvel movies. The rest of them, um, but also I think they both kind of sucked. Like, I really didn't like either of those movies, and I don't like Ant-Man as a character either. 
I don't either, and that didn't look interesting. And I started watching um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I watched that too. And that's not great either. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not bad. It had a strong start. I'll give them that. That was an intense beginning to a show. Yeah, um, it, had, it had a good beginning. Like, the characters are fine. The <laughs> actors are fine. Everything about it's fine. I just... I had man. a I had a really hard time with WandaVision when it started. I didn't even bother with that. Um, But it got really good later on. I think that's probably the most, like, deep they've done something like emotionally. And I think it's also one of the more different and kind of cool ideas. Um, and it had a lot of like actually unexpected twists. Um, and there's like a bunch of shit that people are still trying to figure out from that show. But, um, I think I, I, I have a real darkest. I have a real hunger for some new sci-fi, like not even just like, great keep making star trek like i'm here for that shit but like experiment like give me some of that weird hardcore sci-fi did you watch, shit um did you watch arrival no oh that's some weird sci-fi shit um i think that's what it's called like i don't know like i'm like I, i've been looking at like concept art of shit from like stellaris and like x4 and like I, I feel like we, story-wise and artistically, have come so far in the sci-fi genre, and movies are still like, do we make Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah I, if you want... Or like, maybe a movie... We, well, we can make a movie about how you could end up alone in space and things could break. I'm like, yes, I've seen that movie plenty of times. Yeah. I, I would say arrival is probably something you should put at the top of your list for weird sci-fi shit. Cause it's some real out there sci-fi shit. Um, and then, um, Cloverfield is pretty far out there. The, the new one they made. Yeah. Um, that's got some real Fallout vibes if you want a Fallout yeah, movie. Yeah, no, but I think that stuff is still too vanilla for me because a lot of that is just like, like I don't even necessarily want to see humans, but I want to see some shit that's deep in space. Don't give me anything that looks remotely, like I don't want just like, oh, there's aliens. Like, no, no, man, give me some like, this is 3,000 years in the future. Give me some Warhammer 40K shit. Like I want some real hardcore fantasy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, we need more of that. Like, it's been a trend for sure um, to kind of stick to the, the, um, the older stuff. Like, it's, I guess it's easier. It, it was easier for a long time, and it kind of became a, a thing that people go to where they do medieval and Viking shit because it's easier to costume. And just get a bunch of people dressed up in somewhat, you know, era correct clothing. Um, you know, like forever we've had those movies and like the Wild West and shit like that. Like it's easy to do before we had really, really good CGI. Yeah. And now we've kind of gone the other direction where it's like this rare thing that's like a big deal for them to shoot a movie like the last Star Wars movie and the Mandalorian where, you know, they're doing, you know, live action props and shit. 
Well, um, and usually when you get something that's different too, people blow up about it. Like I didn't even like it that much, but Avatar. I actually thought that was a pretty good movie. Like I don't a think lot it of was people like did, the best but, thing ever. But it no, was but, it but, was fun as hell. But that but that blew up the box offices. Like people yeah. want that kind of shit for sure. Um what was the there oh I mean, this one didn't even cost this much because it was uh, mostly animation, but Titan A.E. Yeah, that was cool, too. Titan A.E. was a great movie. Yeah. Well, like, and I mean, we did get Pacific Rim, at least, which was pretty cool. Like, it wasn't a great story or anything, but, like, goddamn, if it doesn't look cool as shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it definitely looks cool, but I don't really care about, like, ooh, shiny. I, like, I'm, here's I'm the thing. like for I, giant robots, to be fair. I, well, all right, but on the same page, look, I like giant robots as next as much as the next guy. All right, if they made a war like a mech warrior movie or something, like I'd be all over that. Yeah, but uh, like Transformers, I always thought Transformers were gay as shit. I mean, and I love Transformers. Then they made the Transformers movies, and like, I still thought they were gay as shit. Like, I fucking hate Transformers. And a lot of people that were never into Transformers watched it because basically, like, ooh, shiny. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, the graphics were good in that movie. We studied a lot in school. Yeah. Um, but eh, I don't, I don't just want shiny. Shiny's nice, but I want to see some shit that I have not seen before. Like, I don't just want like giant robots or just like here's a thing from the eighties. Like, show me some shit I ain't seen before. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think we got closer with some stuff like Arrival. They definitely were a little more out there. Um, and you know what's funny? Um, one of the one of the movies that actually did a pretty good job with like creepy aliens and like crazy invasion shit was actually fucking Independence Day. Like they made some wild ass aliens <clears throat> with cool space tech. Um, you know. Dumb as hell movie, but fun as shit to watch. Um, and then I don't the even other know if one... I... Go ahead. I, I don't even know if I care about crazy aliens, because like we've seen plenty of those, right? Like, Star Wars introduced us, so did Star Trek, to yeah. like, weird-looking aliens and shit. Um, but I guess I'm more concerned with, like... Like, with Warhammer. The fact that it's, it's very space-age, but at the same time... They've got like kind of older battle armor, but it also yeah, seems to make gothic. sense. But it, but it makes sense with the environment. Like you see shit in there that doesn't exist yet. Like you see some weird shit that crosses on the borders of like magic and like putting well, skulls. There's straight up magic in that game. In that yeah, it's, it's, universe. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like that's what I want to see. Like when when Titan AE came out, like. Yeah, there were some weird aliens, but like it had some weird tech and a weird AI thing. And like it gave me some shit you didn't so, really see a lot of at that point, you know? The other movie that comes to mind that kind of is similar to what you're talking about, where it's just like some weird, like it's like weird future tech, but it's kind of retro tech too. Yeah. Um, was District 9. District 9 was good. That was. Like, that's kind of the, like, weird fucking out there shit where these aliens show up and their spaceship is busted and they can't leave. So they quarantine them in this fucking, uh, what do you call it? Um, like the favelas, favelas, 
you know, sort of thing, like shitty little hobo town. Um, yeah. And then you've got the whole weird thing where a human turns into a prawn. Like, that's some wild shit. Um, and they're crazy space tech guns that are also kind of like retro human style. I gotta, I gotta watch that movie again. That was a good fucking movie. It, it was a great movie. And there were talks of them making another one, but it's just like, I haven't heard about it in years now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty dope. But yeah, that that's like, it's still on earth. And I just, I really have a hankering for some weird deep space planets I hadn't seen before, but like that one did that, that was crazy. It went out of the box a bit like that is exactly the kind of shit I want to see more of. And I feel like there's a real market out there for it too, but it just requires people to try. And I think one of the problems and it's going to continue because our economy is still eating shit is that like people keep getting pressed further and further to make a movie quickly and get it out there to turn a profit. And so you're just not really getting people working on adventurous shit. And I really just, I'm, I'm tired of all the cookie cutter shit that I keep seeing. Like I'm excited that there's a new mortal Kombat coming out, but at the same time, it's like, yay, you're, you're making another movie of a thing that's existed for 20 plus years. (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and that makes sense like i i get it like asking a company to take like a 500 million dollar risk is a big ask on something that's very uncertain especially with like the hit and miss success rate of a lot of the science fiction stuff yeah Um, like there was that one they did on netflix that was it was okay but it just wasn't that good that had uh Will Smith in it, and they had the aliens. God, I can't remember the name of it. <sighs> but, yeah, that that was a fucking weird one. Like, there's a couple of... There's a few on Netflix. I'll have to find the names of them and send it to you. There were a couple things on there that are kind of checking these boxes. Well, I mean, like... Chappie wasn't too super sci-fi, but that one seemed That pretty was just good. a good movie, yeah. Also, I don't think it made much money. Um, now I got to look this up because there's one. Oh, you probably can't hear me. Oh, oh, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, my internet did that thing where it just died for a second. Love um, that. God, what was that movie called? Let's see here. Altered Carbon is a good one. I couldn't that's, get into it. I it was it, it was going the right direction. Like it, the the Poe being the AI of the hotel that's like fucking psycho murderer. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um and the whole weird like uploading your consciousness into a new body thing. Yeah, I um, mean it, it was it was going the right direction. I I think that one just was a little too dry for me too often. It got a lot better later on, and the second season was a totally different show. It was weird. Um, God, I can't find this thing. I'm just looking for like the like Netflix exclusives. Um, let's see here. Oh, I don't want popular on Netflix. Hmm. 
feel like half the time when I'm looking for something on Netflix, it just won't show me the one category I'm looking for. Yeah. I'll just reload it and it actually shows up. Um, Netflix Originals. Yeah, it just didn't show up last time. Let's see here. Oh, I haven't watched this Tribes of Europa, but that's some weird sci-fi shit. Um... Was it just going to not show? Oh, up here we here? go. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, I saw that one. Like, that one was great. I wanted, I'm still upset that they stopped making Daybreak. That was kind of upsetting. Oh, is that the I, one that I was thinking of? With the weird aliens and shit? The cops? No, Daybreak is the zombie one. Oh, that's right. I didn't, I really fell off that hard. I, I got to a point where I didn't finish an episode and I was like, I'm done with that. My only problem was it didn't really seem to make any sense. It made no sense. It was um, it was just like, I don't know, man. Get some writers in here and give them 20 bucks. I meant to keep watching uh, Into the Badlands, and I never got around to that. Yeah. But that, well, that was pretty good. The Midnight Gospel was weird as shit, but I love that. Oh, and they rebooted the X-Men series, the animated series too, which is pretty cool. God, why can't I find that movie? Uh, Bright was pretty cool. That's what it was, right? Bright. Yeah, that's the one with Will Smith in it. Yeah, it's got the aliens and their cops. He's partnered yeah. with the aliens. Well, there's yeah. like they're like orcs and elves and shit like that. Yeah, sci-fi shit. Or mm. uh, fantasy sci-fi. Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, that I was like, I couldn't think of the name. I was like, man, I know this. It's like exactly what you're talking about sort of thing where it's just like totally out there. Why didn't you just type in Will Smith? I don't know. I thought if I went to Netflix and looked at their shit that they made exclusively, it would just pop up. They make a lot of shit. Yeah. I just finished watching the third season. I think it's the third season of Paradise PD. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that uh, one. It's so... Eh. Have you seen, like, fucking Family Guy? Yeah. Then, I tried you know, like those. I tried the, the medieval one they did. Disenchantment? Yeah, I, I didn't That one was that pretty good. Much. It was pretty generic, too. Um, That one got a little weirder as it went on. Like, it, that one's worth keeping up with. It got better. Um, I loved Big Mouth. That shit was so funny to me. That's all you. I can't do that show. Oh, God. I laughed so hard watching that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely stuff out there, but yeah, a lot of it's bad and a lot of it is like halfway there. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I feel like there's a lot of people making space movies, but nobody that's making anything interesting. Like it's a lot of, I'm on a spaceship and there's like drama and or horror and I'm like, cool. Yeah, pretty much. There was one. I want to say it was called like mother or something like that. Oh, um, the AI raises the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley watched that. I, I kind of saw I am, like most I am of mother. It. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of that, weird and cool. That one was, that was a good fucking movie. I, uh, I wasn't even sure what the end was going to be like. And then once they got to the end, I was like, I want more of this. I forget. The, this uh, is good. I forget the name. Um, 
or the original name, but there was that live, die, repeat one. That was an interesting idea. I don't know if you watched that with uh, Tom Cruise. Never heard of it. If it had Tom Cruise in it, I uh, so basically didn't bother. Basically think like Groundhog's Day for like Future Soldier with like Exosuit. Basically, he, he has to figure out how to get through this whole thing without dying. And he just keeps getting murdered over and over and has to keep figuring out how to solve the problem. It was good, weird or sci-fi bullshit. Um, I, I would check that out, but I just don't want to look at Tom Cruise that long. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there was that um, Elysium was pretty good. Yeah, I brought that up. When you're not cut out. I didn't really like that movie too much. It wasn't um, great, but it was interesting. Um, there was the one with the the timer on your wrist, too. Like, you could live forever if you were rich, but you had to have money to get more time added. I heard about that one, but I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I, I didn't want to watch it, but Ashley really wanted to see it. I think it had, like, I want to say it was Justin Timberlake was the main actor. Um, That's but, probably why I didn't see it. But it was actually really good. Like, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked that movie. Um, but, yeah. There was, there was another one that I was thinking of that I, I rather liked, and I can't remember what it was. There's another weird space movie where, like, a... Or sci-fi movie where, like, a anomaly shows up on the planet, and when they go in, it's, like, a totally different world. Um... Had like a freaky hairless bear in it. It's creepy as shit. Oh, I just started with. Uh, I've been slowly getting into Black Mirror. Yeah, we talked about that last time. That that's a fucking brain fuck. Which you know, I can great. only watch like one episode, and I need like a week to process it. There's a movie on here called Hardcore Henry, and I'm watching. I'm wondering how much of a knockoff of that is. It's just Serious Sam. Yeah, that's one of those movies where it's all first person. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that at all. I I tried to watch it and I was like, I can't keep going with this. It hurts my brain and it's not good. There's Um, something on here called Space Sweepers and I don't know what this is about, but this definitely looks like everything that I'm looking for right now. Trying to figure out, there's one other, like... Hell yeah, this looks dope as shit. I'm watching this later. Which one? Uh, Space Sweepers. Oh, oh yeah, I watched that with Ashley. It's it's a little fucking strange. I um, mean, fine. it was like I don't know. It had it had some of those like cowboy bebop vibes going, but yeah, it was a little. It, I don't know. It was off for me. I, something was wrong. But yeah, Arrival is definitely one you want to see. Um, there's that Ad Astra movie. Um, Annihilation. That's the one I'm trying to think of. Nope. I lost you for a second there. What? Annihilation. Gotcha. Yeah. Annihilation is... That definitely needs to go to the top of your list along with Arrival. Um, but yeah, then there's Ad Astra, which is like the weird space-time thing. What is Arrival on? Um, I think it said it was on Amazon. Okay, I don't think I have that one at the moment. 
Um, let's see here. I feel like there's definitely a lot of sci-fi that I need to catch up on because there's definitely stuff coming out. Yeah, like Arrival. Oh shit! And... I didn't realize they put Jason X on uh, Netflix. So that's that's happening. Yeah, Annihilation though is that is the weird sci-fi bullshit that you are looking for, sir. Let me tell you what. Um, Arrival is actually like tied to the uh, Aliens movies. Oh, I don't care about that at all. Well, there's none of the aliens that you would think of in it. It's like the first contact with humans, like thousands of years before. Right on. It's good. It's definitely that it's slow. Like it's not a high pace action movie, Um, but it is just wrought with freaky alien shit. What's that one on? Is that one also Amazon? That is the one that's Amazon. Annihilation, I'm not sure, though. Let's see. Uh, Looks like that's on Hulu, maybe? Okay. Um, I don't know. It's so hard to find. You have to, like, go look at every single one. I have to have Amazon right now, because I've been watching Tales Tales from the Loop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I definitely recommend watching that one. That's weird. okay. I forgot about one too that um, it's on HBO, and it is like I it, I have a hard time watching it because <clears throat> it is freaky as fuck. Um, Raised by wolves. Gotcha. That's basically <clears throat> um, two androids get sent to a planet to start a new earth essentially. And one of them incubates two babies, like nine of them and everything goes wrong. And there's like these warring like factions basically, um, that left earth before it died. And they're, they're fighting over like whether or not androids and AI are okay. And then there's like the Puritan puritanical, like religious sect. That's like, no, they're bad. Um, and they end up running into these AI people, but they don't actually know they're androids for sure. It's some weird sci-fi shit. Starts right out with a, a, with a Android incubating test tube babies and then raising them on this planet that they don't know anything about. It's real fucking weird. And there's like corruption happening in their systems. Very freaky, but good, but it's a lot. Well, I think that is where we're going to have to wrap it up, sir. It's been yeah, it's, several uh, hours. It's, it's, it's getting late here. I definitely, but um, yeah, so Good time, good time. Lots of uh, lots of shit. We actually talked about like all the stuff I think we wanted to talk about, except for like kind of I wanted to talk about like game genres and how we tend to see like huge waves of the same type of game for a long time and then a big drought. Um, we should definitely do that next episode. Yeah, I will definitely jump on some conversation about that. Yeah, because I mean, just looking at like you know, all the action RPGs and now there's like hardly any out there and they're starting to pop up again. And like all the fucking battle Royale games and you know, yeah, 
lots of lots yeah. of that going on. So, all right, man. Well, it was fun. Um, we'll do this again. Hopefully, no more than a week again. Yeah. But uh, all right, sir. Well, have a good night, and thanks everybody for listening. If you hung out for three and a half hours. But uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Later. Later.